Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Watch First Game. I'm your host, the enlightened and excited Eddie B. Joining me is the Eddie Insider himself, Mr. Dan Murphy. Hello from Austin, everybody. Yes, is the devastating Dungeoneer himself, Mr. David Nasby. Happy holidays, everybody. And our special guest, he is host of Crossroads, one of my good friends, my best friends, uh, the Gunner Hunter himself, Mr. LeRon Dawkins. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome, LeRon. This is your actual first episode of Power Block, like yes. a full episode. How are you? I'm pretty good. Finally here on on Boss Rush. I mean, I'm on on Power Block. So <laughs> I'm on I'm on Boss Rush all the time. So, I, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, finally here on Power Block, and I'm I'm excited. You know, uh, yeah, I, I I know I know if anyone has seen me in the um in the tw- in the Twitch chats when when the show is live, they know I'm kind of like an instigator and a troublemaker when it comes to the realm of Nintendo. So I'll I'll try and I'll try and rein it in tonight <laughs> because. No, he's uh, only- he only does that when I come in the chat. Be like, hi, everybody. Oh, like, here go the Nintendo voice. <laughs> like, great. I'm like, here I am to spread Sony love, too. And uh, so. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? How was your weekend? Things are good, man. Um, I started getting into a new game this weekend that I will tell you about in playing with power and uh, kind of just relax. Ah, what about you, David? Uh, I, I've undergone the indie conversion uh, <laughs> oh. playing playing the games that I'll, I'll talk about later as well but uh, i finally took you all up on some suggestions and i'm now an indie convert so <laughs> and leron what about you how was your weekend my weekend was my weekend was pretty good. Um, not 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 too exciting, none too exciting. Uh, just uh, just tinkered around my computer most of the weekend. I had a couple of Christmas parties to go to, so uh, so one of them was like an actual like event, and the other one was a uh, was a was a Christmas dinner at a hibachi restaurant, which is which that's my highlight. Um, I go there. Uh, I've been invited there every year since uh, since this company became our um, our our service clients for um, for my IT job, mm-hmm. and it's all it's always a blast. Um, so yeah, had fun, ate some good food and stuff. And then on um, Sunday, I just Sunday just uh, actually Sunday I got brutalized by my personal trainer for a workout. I gotta I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do real soon because my personal trainer he's moving. His his wife picked up a gig in Atlanta. So uh, I after four years I am I'm back to being in the wilds of uh, working out and trying to keep myself disciplined. So I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm scared, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, everybody. I'm gonna gonna get fat. I'm scared. (laughs) Uh, You're not gonna get fat. We will make sure that you continue on your uh your uh weight journey because you're doing good. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank Uh, you. And I will continue to root you on. Fortunately for me, everybody, I had to work. Um, I. I missed Boss Rush podcast the last episode. Uh, I really wanted to be there, but my schedule got changed, and then Sunday I had to close. So I kind of miss you guys, <laughs> miss talking to you. But I I was really good um, this weekend, uh, being able to get some games done, uh, pushing through Cyberpunk. But we'll get to that stuff later. Um, we're going to jump into some housekeeping. This is episode 226 of Nintendo Power Block Podcast. Each and every week we come together to talk about games and everything we love about them with our friends. You could join us live on Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash live and be a part of the conversation. But you can't join us live? No big deal. You can head over to youtube.com slash and 
now to watch the show or listen on your podcast service of choice. Remember to subscribe, follow, rate, and review wherever you consume us. It helps us out with discoverability. And check out our family of shows wherever you listen to your podcast. Everybody, I am working on trying to get everybody live, so that is one of our big goals for next year. Um, This is our last episode for 2020, and we got a really great show for you because... Oh, thank you, Duran. I guess. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's a, no, it's a, it's a big deal because I mean, Crossroads is off this week, but we'll be back next week uh, for our for our final show for 2020. Okay. Uh, yes, Arsenal X they had did their final show for the year, so we're kind of wrapping things up for Boss Rush, but we will be back definitely um on the fourth of January. We are going to be doing our game of the year discussion, um, and some other topics uh before we get into it. And I uh, hopefully by that time everybody we will be live. You guys will be able to check us out. Um. Because I, I got to get the show running and stuff. We got some great ideas that is coming in 2024. Uh, and, and Dan will be hosting our, uh, our uh, not the show, but he'll be doing our next quiz show. So you guys will be able to check that out. I will be participating. So I may win somebody a gift card and uh, <laughs> we'll see what goes with that. Uh, I, 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 I was thinking about it, Dan. I was just like, what is he going to ask that I don't know about Nintendo? or like gaming because if even though this is multiple choice if i could hear something to be like oh i know what that is you know i i i <laughs> i'm not competitive but i feel like i may get some things right but i may get a lot wrong depending on what the question is i'm, I'm trying to get knowledgeable in my japanese i'm trying to get knowledgeable in my uk uh, oh my goodness. And, and everything well, we'll see i mean i haven't <laughs> tested your tested the waters with your video game knowledge i've always known it's just superior but i haven't tested it so we're gonna find out when we do this game show smart money's yes. on it on ed <laughs> <laughs> Feel yes. bad for I, anybody who gets the other guys. I actually <laughs> want to do one for Crossroads, and uh, I tried to do one for AX, but Corey said no. Uh, but <laughs> Dude, I, why but, do you say no? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I have not one idea. <laughs> if, 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 if he probably thinks you're gonna be a troublemaker like you are in the chat, that's all. <laughs> which, which I, I'm like, I'm not a troublemaker. Well, I guess I am a troublemaker. Oh, I've seen you in that Crossroads <laughs> chat. <laughs> I've been in the Crossroads chat. No, he means no, he means oh. when when the Crossroads people get involved with your shenanigans. Oh, <laughs> it makes the discussion more entertaining, I should say. But we are going to get into our snack tendo, and I'm going to start with our special guest, Leron. What have you been snacking on? You know what I've been snacking on, because you you're the one <laughs> you're the one that put them in my hand. <laughs> Uh, the Haribo Smurf gummies. Oh my God! Like those things, those things are deceptively good. I mean, yeah, of course, you know, like they're 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 the blue and white gummies. They look just like the Smurfs, and they got the the, the blue and red ones, you know, from Papa mm. Smurf and stuff like that. And uh, it's funny, it's funny trying to figure out like the mix of the flavor because you know you're you're thinking blueberry and you're thinking like the white, which is pineapple, or you're thinking the red, which is cherry. Yes, <clears throat> but. But it seems like it's all one flavor, but it's not a distinctive enough flavor for you to figure out, you know, so like that. But it's delicious. I will say that much. I mean, I, I mean, Ed, you know, you, you know, I have fat boy tendencies. So those five bags you sent me are already done. <laughs> <laughs> 
the thing about that is that I was running around because I'm just like I just can't send him send him this mac and cheese. I'm just like let me get these, let me get this, <laughs> let me get that, and I was just like let me give him a full package and send it to him. Um, yeah. Uh, and don't worry, uh, David and Daniel, you you guys are going to get yours Thursday. Uh, you're going to you're actually going to love, and um, a lot of people are going to be loving what I get them. So just just uh, beware. But was that all on your snack tendo or anything else? Oh, that and um and from that from that Christmas dinner I told you about, like the the ladies from that um it's, it's a CPA firm that I do their IT work for and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they they know I have a sweet tooth, so you know they're always they're always throwing like goodies and and stuff my way and stuff like that. Um, well, uh, Saturday night at the end of the dinner, they gave me like another. They gave me like a surprise. They gave me a giant. Uh, they gave me like a giant like uh, like like Christmas bag full of full of these. They're, you know, you know, you know the ginger snap cookies. Like yes. how you know, like how they're hard and they're crunchy and all that stuff. Well, uh-huh. these aren't ginger snaps. They're they're chocolate and some type of and some type of mint. So it's almost like it's a it's almost like it's a like like a hard brownie chip. Ooh. Um, yeah, and they're and they're like this big. So yeah, I got like a, a stack of them like this high, and, <laughs> and so yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what they are, but they're delicious. So I'm just gonna call, I'm just gonna call them brownie crisps. Brownie <laughs> and crisps, and they're and they're amazing because uh, because I like, I like uh, I like I like hard candy and like and mm-hmm. like and like desserts like this when you know like. I can go either way of cookies. If I know a cookie can be hard or soft, I can go either way. But these are these are a, a home run. <laughs> nice, David. What have you been snacking on? What's your snack, Tendo? Uh, well, you know I love coffee, so uh, lately I've been been getting some stuff to dip in my coffee. So I've been been kind of eating too many uh, shortbread cookies that I've been dipping in. in, in <laughs> ah. my so. Um, I love that. Um, also, uh, been eating some garden salsa sun chips, which are my favorite kind of sun chips. You know what? I love the cheddar ones. The garden oh, ones, the are, ones are pretty good, but actually the, the garden ones have like a little zip to them, which I really like. Um, and then I also I had to, made, ask, you, I had to oh, ask you, yeah. Can you eat half of a bag of sun chips in one sitting? Because oh, so for good. sure. Oh man, when I get Subway, like sun chips with my Subway, I'm done. <laughs> I could eat three bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sun chips are so. My friend, he got me hooked on sun chips, and I was just like, I need I another bag. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, I made another batch of uh, homemade bourbon cider, and it's oh, it's been oh, nice. it's it's been helping me be extra patient with my my teenage son. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's at that age. <laughs> Hey, what about you, Dan? What have you been snacking on? Well, it's a, it, this isn't really my week for Snack Tendo since I got my wisdom teeth out last Tuesday. So uh, oh. you really don't want to hear about all the yogurt and applesauce I've been eating, <laughs> so I'll pass. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I, I love some good yogurt and some good uh, uh, Mott's applesauce. Um, you remember, I don't know. Well, you, you might guys... like getting your wisdom teeth pulled then. Uh, but, uh, but he probably can't. He probably can't have the yogurt that that has the granola, the granola crumble mixtures and stuff oh, in it. I don't, I don't like all of that. Ugh. Oh, oh, that's what makes the yogurt good. Exactly. No. See, they used to do. So y'all, remember, I don't know if y'all remember the lifesavers, uh, cream creamers, cream ones. Oh yeah, the hard candy. Yeah, they yeah. used to do yogurt of those. They did. My grandma the flavors, used to buy yeah, I remember those. I remember oh, those. Oh, <laughs> those! I used to, I used to almost buy like three packs and be done with them within a day. 
they were so good. My stomach hurt after mm. after a while. But man, yeah, they were so good. I, you guys thought I had control issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Right, you already got on me. Just be like, see Eddie, there you go again. You hand the checkers. <laughs> But you come back with what fries? Did you go to Burger King? I'm like, oh yeah. No, no, no. What was that one thing you had that one night? Cause you, you had you had some crazy mixture, and then uh, you had some crazy mix of food, and then you had a code red Mountain Dew, and I was like, I was like, all that food and that red and that red caffeine sugar and food coloring, man. Your your dreams are gonna be lit that night. Was it? It was the one. It was the one that I bought Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had I had that okay, so I had that that pizza, I had the Mountain Dew, and I had high rewards that everything was red. I didn't plan it to be that way. Uh but it just happened. That pizza was good too. And that Mountain Man. Dew was uh. Man, yeah, I, 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 I swear, like I'm psychedelic dreams happen to me whenever I have like any type of red or orange sodas. A, at night before really? I go to bed uh, with food. Yes, yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the the food colors and all the food coloring and all the freaking like preservatives and mixtures of all the other food. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Well for me, um so uh I've been uh I got we just got in our job in my job the new Pringles uh um scorchers. So they're Pringle flavors that's very very spicy. They got uh chili and lime um, barbecue and cheddar. Um, and so I ate the cheddar. The cheddar ones are good. The barbecue is on fire. The barbecues are really good. These are really spicy ones. Um, I haven't tasted the lime one yet, but um, pretty much those two I've I've eaten. They're just so good. Um, uh, been eating Twisters, the soft pack, because they've been two for five lately. So I've been mixing through the soft Twisters, <laughs> the pull and peel ones. I, I love the pull and peel ones. Um, but that's pretty much what I've been snacking on. Nothing, uh, nothing yet because I'm waiting for our Christmas candy to go down on sale so I can <laughs> give you a couple of bags and some stuff. Um, but other than that, like nothing else. Like I really haven't been eating too much fast food or anything or anything new. So, um, and I haven't tried the uh, the roast beef ramen yet. So I'm still waiting to uh, get get that. I, I, I'm still blown away that you, I, I I had ramen the other day because I've been eating a lot of soup and mm. I like I thought about it. I was like, how the hell has Ed made it this far in life without having the beef ramen? <laughs> no, so I, I ate, like, grew no. up eating that. Right, I I I had the beef ramen, but what I had was it was roast beef. It's a new flavor. They roast beef I've never seen in stores, so it's brand new. And the pork one is brand new. Like, I, like I said, I was in Wisconsin and they had it. I'm like, what is this? I've never seen it. I could find the beef ones anywhere. I would, I, I prefer the beef ones over the chicken. Uh, the ramen. Me too. Me too. Uh, but I want some. I want some real ramen. And all the ramen shops are closed. Uh, I had some for lunch today, actually. Ooh. You know what? You know what? Why are all the damn ramen shops closed? Like, I like the, the like the two that are close by me are are closed, and it's like, uh, don't y'all like making money? <laughs> right, I don't know, cause there's a ramen shop that's like 45 minutes. Like, I had to drive up, but it's in a Japanese mall, and mm. so I could go to their food court, get it, and then go and shop and get some Japanese candy and food and stuff. But I think they're still closed, and cause I want to go, I miss going there. Um, because I, I'll go there 
get my ramen, uh, get some snacks, and then come home. Or I'll go to another place, get some sushi there uh, with some good miso soup, and then come back, come back home. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Asian food. Like, Leron, do you, you think you're going to be gaining a little weight because of snacks, uh, like Haribo stuff? You put some, uh, ramen, you put some Asian food in me and it'll just disappear. Like, uh, you know, you know, you know, my vices when it comes to Asian food, freaking, freaking egg rolls want and wontons. Yes. Mm. I, I have I have I have zero control I have zero control issues when it comes to when it comes to that stuff. Especially uh, wontons if they're steamed, that's the way to go. I oh, like, oh, it, it doesn't matter steamed, fried, I don't care. Like dumplings, you know, you know what? Don't take me to a don't take me to a Sunday morning a Sunday morning restaurant and they have like the dim sum platters and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to order an actual meal. <laughs> I'll just have that. <laughs> what about you, da- uh, David? Uh, Asian food, Chinese food. Yeah, Chinese I mean, <clears throat> I think I told you before that I, that most of my family, except my son, is vegan, and so uh, you know, Asian food and uh, Latin food are are really easy, and, and uh, Indian food as well. I eat a lot of just because it's so easy to get plant based stuff. I cannot find an Indian place. I want to go go and like literally have some good curry and have plates there and I can't find nothing. I have uh, love stuff with uh, Yeah, Indian food I haven't gone on board with yet. Oh. It's it's like I'll eat it but I don't seek it out. I I can eat Mexican food and Indian food every day of my life and never complain. <laughs> I hope it's to meet LeRon in person so I can have one of his nacho plates. I already told him that. Look, I would take you to the grocery store, buy you every ingredient that you need, and then put $25 extra for you just to make it to make sure that I pay for labor <laughs> so I can have it. <clears throat> oh, well, one of these days. One of these days. One of these days. I like I like to cook, so, like, you know, I sometimes I just need an occasion to cook sometimes. <clears throat> Yes. Well, everybody, we're going to get to our Game Fact events, and Dan, it is your turn to give us our Game Fact events. All right. Um, you guys have played The Legend of Zelda, the original, on Nintendo, right? Yes. You know how many yes. rupees you can hold in that one? 999. No, and I know the answer, so I'm not going to say it. Wait, okay. wait, wait. wait. It, so you can't hold on just under 1,000? No, it's 255. Oh, so, yes. I remember that. Yes. Yes. So 255 is kind of a strange number, and I wondered why. Um, and the answer isn't really interesting, but it's kind of interesting. So <laughs> in the 8-bit era, you really can only hold info in a single byte, and a single byte holds the value from 0 to 255. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you, um, you're you doing like a color change palette, there's 255 different colors on each palette because that's one byte. So the rupees, they could only be in one byte on the storage for uh, the original Zelda, and that's why we have 255 for the rupees. That's uh, why. I, that's why. That's why Pac-Man. That's why the original Pac-Man game glitches on a 256 board. Yes. Like it glitches to the game eventually crashes. There's, I thought there was an end to Pac-Man. Oh no. There isn't. It only it repeats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. I'm thinking of the Nintendo one that Nelco did, uh, for for the NES. Um, I thought that one had the ending to it. 
I, I love that fact, Dan. I only knew that one because I recently failed that on a Zelda quiz. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love everything. I mean, I grew up in the 8-bit era, so I, I'm, you know, I, nostalgia lenses are on for sure. But I just love all the quirkiness of the 8-bit gaming era with stuff like that. And uh, that's that's a favorite fact. Uh, I, I think because I was thinking Legend of Zelda Link to the Past that they went up. They had the most, the most rubies and stuff because, yeah, 255, like, you have already bought your stuff. Like, all you need is, like, the candle. And if you're good enough, you well, don't you really need to buy the defense ring for, like, 250, I think it is. Yeah. In, in that. And then all your rupees are gone. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just have to start again. Yes. Well, thank you for that game fact events. Uh, we will have another one next time. Um, uh, I think I'll you're up. Huh? I think you're up on the game fact next time. Yes, I am. Um, yes. And I'm going to find a good one for you guys because I think I'm going to actually go to the UK um, because we really haven't talked about uh, Nintendo in the UK or I think it was known as the Famicom also in the UK. So, um, I, so Laurent, yeah, uh, if you've been listening oh. to our shows, our Game Fact events is about Nintendo stuff that people might not know of or anything, and we research it and tell a little bit about talk about it. Uh, go ahead, I David. I haven't caught any of the recent Oh, shows. I just thought for sure that we were going to get something about Sephiroth <laughs> from, from Dan. <laughs> uh, I was all ready. Uh, everybody already knows everything about him, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that is a, I mean, Final Fantasy for the Nintendo 64 DD was an interesting thing, but I don't think it was going to be the one that came out for PlayStation 1. I think it's going to be a completely total thing. So we may have never got got Sephiroth. If Actually, the, I thought Final Fantasy 64 or for the 64 DD was supposed to be basically an upgrade of uh, Final Fantasy 6. Yeah, it was. If you look in the tech demos, Locke is yeah. the main character in that in that tech demo. Yeah, yeah, because um, I I recently I recently watched something on, I recently watched something on the history of uh because you know like cyberpunk is like just dominating the news. So I watched something about how like you know like times when um times when companies have uh have debuted something as a mm-hmm. reveal and it is completely different from what we wind up with and uh and Nintendo and Nintendo and the Zelda franchise and Square with the Final Fantasy franchise were were like the biggest offenders of uh of, of this problem like i mean you know like everyone thinks that you know mass effect you know bl- you know pulls the wool over everybody's eyes and stuff you know but nah like Nintendo, Nintendo, and Square, e- Square Enix. Well, Square Soft back back in those days, they were the they were the biggest defenders of, of doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. The original Twilight Princess trailer that was the I can't remember which you know E3 that was at, but um, it was it, we. Some people still really want the game. Yeah, you there to actually get released. It's kind of like it's kind of like how right. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, Okay, yeah, that right. one is that one's kind of like how like everyone clamored for Final Fantasy VII remake for 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 over a decade after seeing that tech demo, you know, Cloud jumping off the train at the at the mock at the number seven Mako reactor facility. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that, one of those for sure. That, oh, yeah. that was a that was a big year for Sony. Like they just they were showing hits and like they completely won E3. And then because I, I think they all shows uh showed Shimu three with that one with the Final Fantasy Seven remake reveal. No 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 I'm t- no no I'm talking about back in the day when the PS3 was oh, just out for trailer. the first year. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm talking about oh, yeah, that one. Right. 
on something on that one. And they were like, oh, it's a tech demo. And then, you know, we 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 finally did see that intro as the ending of Final Fantasy, uh, the Final Fantasy PSP game, which I, I can't remember the title of it right now, but that was the best out of all the uh, the Final Fantasy seven, you know, sequel Crisis projects. Core. Yeah. Crisis Core. Thank you. Crisis Thank you. I don't know why. I don't know why I was avoiding me, but I was remembering Dirge of Cerberus and all that. I was like, I know that one's not correct. That was the first person shooter. I know that one. That that one's trash, but yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) No, no, that's this is fine, Black. I I said I wasn't going to run my mouth, and here I am doing it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Laurent, you're on Boss Rush. (laughs) You forgot what network that you're on. So, (laughs) well, everybody, that's our game pack events extra i guess <laughs> and now we're actually we're not going to be doing news this uh this uh week so um there's no family news but we got a doc Moke deluxe edition for it and okay, man okay. Do we... as a as a as an interloper can you explain doc mode deluxe because i saw that and i was like what is what what is that <laughs> Okay, so Docmo is where we have our discussions. Mm-hmm. And so That's our main with, topic. Yeah. So oh. with our deluxe one, we got more topics. We got more main topics to talk about. So we actually have the freedom to talk about different things. Um, um, and just like stuff that we might bring up in the chat to be like, oh, this may be a good idea to talk about it and everything. Oh. And I... And so I was just like, since Nintendo likes to call some of their stuff deluxe, like Super Mario Brothers U deluxe <laughs> or Mario Kart deluxe, like I, I was just like, I let me use the deluxe thing because it used to be like uh, Super Mario DX or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, that was their deluxe one. So when we have a bigger one, bigger discussion, we'll do a deluxe. Okay, uh, I thought maybe you called it Dark Mode Deluxe because you've come around to Switch Pro coming out in the spring. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, no. So. No, no, I still don't think Switch Pro is happening in the spring. I just wrote with Dan to have that discussion. I still don't think it's coming in, in March. But we will touch on about that later. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we haven't talked about this yet. Can we talk about it? Well, <laughs> we're going to say that one for later. Well, we're going to start with our first topic, Cyberpunk versus Hyrule Warriors. With reading and seeing all the events that has happened with both games, what do you think would have happened in November if these games released originally as planned? So, um, Cyberpunk was going to be releasing, I think, still that Thursday in November before uh, um, Hyrule Warriors releasing that next day. Now that we know that Cyberpunk is having a hard time, you know, with it being pulled from PSN, all the crashes, the bugs, um, new information that uh, the investors are doing a class lawsuit against them that might be happening. Um, uh, you know, Microsoft still got their game on the store, but they're offering refunds. Um, people started reporting that they started taking the game off the shelf for both systems, for physical. Mm. So, mm. um, wait, wait, just who's, a, who's pulling them? The, the, the retailers or, retail. or, 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 or CD Projekt Red recalling? It may be CBD Project Red, but they some people just like retailers been pulling it. And I thought because of Sony taking it down when they said when they when that happened that people would be buying this game uh in retail stores like it was sold out. And they were just like, no, people who went there, they said that the guy the games was gone, that they they took them off. There yeah. might be there might be something going on like depending on the retailers there might be something going on the corporate that the corporate entities for these retailers are saying hey don't sell these games until until we know that that they're fixes because because it, 
when you have a situation like this where the consumer, like like me, like I go in and buy this game and I know I can get a refund for it, I can just what's to say I can't just walk in walk in the door, beat the game within seven days and come back and say, Hey, I didn't enjoy this game. I want my money back. When you so, know when you know there's an open policy right now for a refund. Um, just to, I, I just looked it up by the way. So it hasn't been pulled out of retail stores. It's been pulled off the Sony PlayStation store. Okay. So no physical copies have been pulled. Physical <laughs> copies are still being sold at stores. Yeah, store. Okay. It, then but it, people are having a hard time refunding them. Mm-hmm. Um, because so, so cyberpunk came out and they said that they would offer, you know, you can go ref get a refund for your game. And if the store doesn't give you the refund to reach out to them and they'd help, but the stores are pushing back on this because it's not up to CD project red (laughs) for GameStop and Best Buy to give you your money back. So, well, well, I've also learned, I've also learned because of my job, because, um, because even though I'm an IT guy, like we, like we, we also do sales. So we do sales of new hardware, like particularly just computers and, and, you know, like, like computing equipment and stuff like that. I learned recently after I took on the 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 uh, the the director role for the company that um, that anytime we do a refund, it actually it it's actually more expensive to do the refund than it is to actually just give them back the money because because then we have to contact the merchants and the merchants are going to take their fee away from us for for the so basically we lose that we lost we lost the merchants fee in the re- initial sale and we're going and we lose more in the refund we don't just lose the money that we originally you know like made we also mm. lose an additional amount of money so a lot of these retail companies are they're doing whatever they can to to sidestep it and CD Project Red is trying to do right by the customers and saying hey like you know like if they can't help you we will try to help you but you know I'm, it's not I'm, guarantee I'm uh, yeah but I'm I've been hearing more and more mm. that you know like and I tell people is like, if you got Cyberpunk and you're not enjoying it right now, like just look at all the people who bought Mass Effect Andromeda, and now the game has been infinitely patched and stuff. It's a it's a completely playable and all and somewhat enjoyable game. Like this is the same thing that's gonna be with, with with Cyberpunk. You know, just you know, just 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 hold on to your sixty bucks. You know, or, I mean, either hold on to your sixty bucks and not buy the game, or hold on to your product and come back to it when you know like they've put the massive patches out well, and. Well, you, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for this discussion, Dan and David haven't played it, but they played Hyrule Warriors. Me and Leron, we played Cyberpunk, um, and uh, Leron hasn't played Hyrule Warriors. I have played both games, um, and the thing about it, I, um, well, let, let's let's focus on Hyrule Warriors first. I know Leron, you had problems with the frame rate with this game. With the there demo. Was some, with the, right, demo. with the demo, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything about the the final game because I don't mm-hmm. know how the final game turned out. And uh, and I'm. I would. I plan on buying this as a physical release. This is one of those games where I feel like, I, I I'm I'm weird when it comes to Nintendo titles. Like it's like, is it, is it a physical title or is it a digital title? A lot, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm getting a physical copy for cert, for certain games like Zelda games. I'm gonna get physical mm-hmm. copies for, uh, with the exception of my link, my Link's Awakening. I I I I I, uh, I want a digital code for that. So that's the only digital Zelda game I have right now. The box is so beautiful. No, I love that artwork. I love oh, that yeah. box artwork. Um, so Hyrule Warriors um runs better than Cyberpunk. For well, when it, when mean, it comes, they both have their comes, issues, though. So, it, like, it if, has, if yeah, we're it, comparing them to their launches, I don't really think that there's um, 
I, like, I don't think things would have turned out differently. The people who are buying Hyrule Warriors are still going to buy Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk still sold 8 million copies yes. pre-sale. You know, so I, I, I mean, they both had their problems. Like, no matter what, even if you liked Hyrule Warriors, the frame rate issue is an issue. Um, there's too many enemies on the screen. The frame rate drops to like 12 FPS at some point. And they shouldn't have done that for the first map. <laughs> you know, like that's your first impression. Yeah, the, yeah. The... And that one was far and away the worst map too. You know, well, so like that's what turns people away from it. And the, and the, but the thing and the thing with Cyberpunk is is that you really wasn't getting a sense when when it came to find out that CD Projekt Red had hidden what PS One, I uh, mean PS Four and Xbox One was doing for the actual game. Actually. Actually, hold on. Let me let me let me say something because I've been doing a lot of research on this. Like, I mean, you know, uh, everyone knows that I was planning on getting uh, Cyberpunk on the PC, mm-hmm. but when I started hearing about the troubles that the console versions were having, I really started doing a deep dive. Okay, now I will say this: CD Projekt, the the main the home company, and CD Projekt Red, the developers, were never really deceptive about how this how the game was going to play. On this, on the, on the systems, all the way up to the Stadia and the, and the PC, what they did do in some cases was it seemed like they omitted information, which is not, in, in my opinion, is not really a sin, because they were honestly trying to work on the they they build for PC, so that's where that's where a lot of resources going. Stadia is damn near PC quality, except you're streaming it. You know, so I, I, I suspect that Stadia wasn't going to have problems. The next thing they had to focus on was the next gen consoles, you know, like the, the PS5 and the Series X and the S's. Um, and then, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One, you know, they they. It's kind of weird because I feel like they should have been developing for that, but given that their focus was on the PC version, I can understand why it went by the wayside. Uh, I think but, it was. It, I think it was the assumption that when you show something like this in the Cyber Microsoft conference, that you're showing it for Xbox One. Um, you don't and, really. And, you don't really believe that, do you? <laughs> well, 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 well everybody, everybody who was watching E3, because Microsoft sometimes do say that this game is coming for Xbox One and PC, but I think when they did Cyberpunk, that they said it is like coming for Xbox One. So everybody thinking that it's coming to console, they didn't expect the game to be delayed and being on next gen. Because well, even when CD Projekt showed that, when even when CD Projekt revealed that Keanu Reeves was going to be in it, they weren't showing any gameplay. It was still cgi that they created to let you know that this idea is going to be in the game but it's not going to fully be like this let's look at the history of e3s real fast especially the microsoft uh press events well before you go Laurent, uh david any thoughts first i want to get your thoughts first yeah i do have some thoughts but it's at a slightly different angle so Laurent wants to take it first and then okay. you can come back to me because i i do have some thoughts but from a different perspective okay this- go Laurent. This is one of the things I talk about in, uh, on Crossroads when I do my my nice dialogues, you know, about the state of gaming and stuff like that. Gamers need to manage their expectations, and they also need to look at the writing on the wall sometimes. Like, and what I was going to say a moment ago, like if we look at the history of uh, E3 pressers for Microsoft, it has been it has been they've been dragged out of the closet for years on end that every time we see like a big, big, big reveal, it winds up being found out later that it was on PC, that it was being demoed on PC. Uh, 
uh, uh, the original Watch Dogs by at the Ubisoft event. That was the that was an ender for the for one of the Microsoft shows for the Xbox yes. three for the Xbox what three sixty. Yeah, that was that was on that was that demo was running on PC. Uh, Ubisoft again, uh, one of the Assassin's Creed games running on PC. Cyberpunk, you know, see, Project Red develops for PC, so <laughs> so even though they revealed it at a Microsoft show, that well, you the, know, the thing, I think the thing about it is that when you see the trailer, when you're visually seeing it, none of that is actually in the game. When you get the game, it doesn't look like that. Well, um, well historically, historically, reveal trailers are almost never gameplay, though. And I think that's and I think that's why when people look at Nintendo Direct and they always showing you what the game that you're going to get, um, even when they show Hyrule Warriors, they showed you what the game is actually going to be when you put it in your system. Mm-hmm. Excuse me about that. Uh, more people want to see that. And well, so, yeah. well, and Nintendo. So, the one thing I will say, Nintendo. Nintendo has their own style about stuff. I will. I will say that Nintendo has their own style about stuff. Nintendo though is a first party company though mm-hmm. nintendo nintendo doesn't develop games for other people's systems they develop games for their own systems or they have developers put games on their systems you know so they have a different type of luxury that not all these companies can afford bioware can't afford that being a branch of being a branch of ea because they answer to ea um who's another company uh shoot um you know like soft rare yeah, yeah, like they don't like they don't have they 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 don't have the luxury of put they don't have the they don't have those I'm not I'm saying luxury but that's that's definitely the wrong word because it's, it's, it's not it's not it's a luxury the, thing for them. It's a uh, when Nintendo when Nintendo puts something out I, okay, so with the exception of like the Zelda reveal that we talked about earlier and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like 9 times out of 10 they're putting out something that has some substantial quality to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, whereas other companies like if I was a developer for say for say EA, I have to pitch I have to pitch the sh- the, the board of directors and the shareholders the idea, yes. and then they have to turn around and say, okay, you can develop it. The other way around though, the other way around though, and you know what? Platinum Games, Platinum Games is you know they they have a partnership with Nintendo. Nintendo publishes all their stuff. Platinum Games still has to pitch an idea to Nintendo. But Nintendo turns around and says, "Well, before you pi- before you pitch the idea, we need to see some part of the content." And that's actually, the main that's actually, the main difference. Actually, Nintendo has went to Platinum to do Bayonetta and Astro Chain. Platinum never went to Nintendo. Nintendo went to them. Okay, I mean that. I mean that's the possibility. I don't. I I, I kind of oh. know the history of Platinum Games with with Nintendo. But like mm-hmm. I said, ultimately, like Platinum Games works for Nintendo right now. Um. Oh, go ahead, David. Well, this, so this is actually relates to what I, I wanted to say. I, I think it's worth <laughs> pausing for a moment and thinking about Nintendo's business model and how successful they've been versus these other companies because we knew about Cyberpunk for a while, right? There mm-hmm. was constant angst, frustration, grumbling about the delays, seems like some misdirections from a, a number of parties involved. They had a lot of crunch issues uh, or yeah. um, controversy, right. too. And and contrast that with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. We didn't hear a word about it. There wasn't a single spoiler. There wasn't a single announcement. We get an announcement two months before it drops, and it exceeds expectations. And I, I don't know. I just think there's something really 
smart and you know nintendo's got a lot of momentum in the way that they do things and i i think i prefer that i i love that just out of nowhere we got this mainline zelda game because right. nintendo was really successful yeah because so, nintendo is just like sh- we're shutting up we're not showing you nothing we're not talking about it we were sidestep because we want to get this product ready and when we feel I, I like wish, it's ready to show you we'll show it to you other than that we're shutting up we're working I wish on our nintendo, game i wish nintendo had done that for the past four years in metroid prime 4. <laughs> well that's a, the, that's the a fair thing nintendo, but, but you know but you know what they did the thing about it is because at the time nobody knew who was developing metroid prime 4. when they when they showed the picture they were just announcing that it was in development so we're thinking that oh retro's getting nope retro's doing something completely different and when they bungled stuff in japan nintendo scrapped all of that and handed it right back to retro and gave retro super money to actually like pretty much restart the whole company and hire all of these people so they restart nintendo haven't been talking anything about metro prime 4 only thing we know about it is because of the job listings and that's it what um what David so what thing- David says oh uh, uh, let me just say this real fast let me just say this. what David says about Nintendo's uh Nintendo's business model mm-hmm. is honestly is honestly one of the best approaches uh for real I mean you know because I like Nintendo's style of they don't show you a game until it's damn near ready to hit the shelves I I like that but you know I also say this n- the Nintendo the Nintendo customer base is a is a unique entity by itself. Like, you know, like it's real, it's honestly real easy for, for Nintendo to be able to do what they do because, uh, because Nintendo has some of the most easygoing, you know, fans and, and customer base. They do, they do. I know. And I'm not saying that anything bad is for the Nintendo fans themselves. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, I feel, I feel like as a PC gamer and a PlayStation gamer, I need to have some of that, some of that same, that same mentality you know it it might it might decrease my level of anxiety and my level of stress when the game comes out you know but well the I thing the, what i was like, trying to say you know, about it oh. was um so nintendo doesn't have that flexibility to put out a bad product they they're they're very graphically limited their hardware is limited and that's what, so you say they're easygoing but they put out almost flawless games and they put out what they put out you expect mm-hmm. breath of the Wild, like it's either meets expectations or it goes above and beyond cameras always work you know this the settings always work they don't have to patch things so N- nintendo knows they don't have that flexibility of cyberpunk where they can just throw in a patch two days later they don't focus on graphics they focus on the gameplay and the content within the game um so that's why i mean as a Nintendo fan, I'm 10 out of 10 times satisfied. It's not even with just being easygoing. It's when I get a product like Breath of the Wild, I know what I'm getting because they advertise it the way it is. They let you know what's up. And then when you play it, it is exactly what you expect. <laughs> and and, and, and like speaking on Nintendo with their art and with, with graphics and stuff, yeah, their their stuff is limited, but they know that they could create use different they could use different art styles and be good at it. No other company that I know of besides probably Media Monocle is doing yarn thing like <laughs> you know, like Joshi's They do have to get World. creative with their artwork for right. sure. 
It did, but you look at every you look at uh uh Kirby's epic yarn. You look at Kirby's rainbow curse with with the claymation. The like exactly, like you look at um Paper Mario. You you just you look at all of those things that Nintendo has did. They have how they took shell shading um from Jet Set Radio and made it their own with Wind Waker. You know, you look just you look at a lot of their first party stuff and. If anyone is going to develop for them, they'd be like, all we care for is the quality of it. You could do any art style that you want to, but you use, but we want to make sure that if you're going to use this art style, it's going to look good. And I don't, and I think CD Projekt Red, I think they were, they run on ambition and not so much graphics. You know, I, I think they have so many ideas that they want to put into a game um, that is so ambitious. They feel people get that may get the idea that they could achieve this, but like you said, LeBron, CD Projekt Red, they've developed most of their games for PC. They mm-hmm. haven't had, they don't got a history on any console or anything. You know, like I said, I think I said this on Watch Rush. Yeah, we could make fun of of Witcher Three on Switch, but you know, they went with through a port system. But you know, CD Projekt Red made that happen, yeah. allowed that to happen. You know, like, actually, actually, I don't make fun. I don't make fun of like all those ports because all those ports that come to the Switch, there's been some damn good ports of games that I was like, that game shouldn't run on the Switch. Uh, the Witcher Three, Alien Isolation, Final Fantasy Twelve. <laughs> uh, these games are like like gems. Like even freaking Burnout Paradise, which I picked up a copy of that. You know, uh, you know, like I'm like man, like they were put on systems that actually that run loops around the switch, the switch hardware. And they, they pulled off, they, they pulled off magic on it. And, you know, I, I, we, we laugh about it and stuff like that. And yeah, I know the running joke around boss rush is that, uh, is that cyber cyberpunk is a switch game, the way it's playing all the other consoles. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but here's the thing about it, which is funny because someone actually modded the game to be played on switch. And they're running this. They're running the stadium version of uh of the game on a Switch. Oh wow! But, uh, but but here's but here's what I know for sure. Like I mean, CD Projekt Red. Kind you know when you talk about the ambition, CD Projekt Red kind of kind of unleashed a monster by by allowing games like The Witcher Three to come out on consoles. Because can you imagine how the world would react if they said Cyberpunk 2077 is coming only on PC? It's almost like how you react every time you see that Mass Effect uh, uh, trilogy trailer, and there's no mention of Switch. It's almost like that. <laughs> you know what? I would I would have expected to come to PC. I that's I actually thought before they even hit console, I thought it was a PC game because of the way the first the first look they showed with the girl with the hand and how the, all the slow motion and CD Projekt Red. I, I always been related them to pc um mm-hmm. david you will have um uh, i'm gonna give you dan the last word david you the last word around you the last word so david last word uh, yeah i'm sorry i was trying to say this earlier i didn't mean to talk over dan but i i just you know i think there's a perception that nintendo fans are easygoing and in a sense that's true but i also think it's a, a better description is that nintendo fans are intensely loyal I think that they've expected a certain level of quality. And I think what Dan was saying is really true. Like, you know, they haven't been burned by Nintendo repeatedly. And so there's some faith and love that exists there. uh, That's really unique. And I think it's one of the reasons they're just dominating right now. That is, that is true. I will give you that. That is the truth. Dan, last word. Um, Yeah. Like I said before, I don't think the numbers would have changed. I don't think anything would have changed. Neither game is perfect. 
it's really just what you like and honestly almost everybody i know that's playing cyberpunk is enjoying cyberpunk um you know i haven't met anybody that's actually refunding it um but you know hyrule warriors is still great too like i i played the hell out of it i beat it so um i don't want to knock either game they're both great in their own respects so keep on gaming find a word on the store uh um, I, I will say, I will say also, I agree that they're both good games. Uh, I, I don't have high rewarders because the, because the performance, of the demo, like basically scared me away from it. Uh, it, you know, so it's, it's, it's one of those things. And that's the other thing too. Like, you know, developers need to pay attention. Developers and publishers need to pay attention. Like, you know, like if uh, sometimes your demo is your best, your best salesperson. And if anything goes awry with that, it can, it can tank your sales because, Hyrule Warriors, when they first announced it, it was a shoo-in. I was like, I'm going to buy this day one. And then I got that demo the first night, and I tried to play it in bed, and I was like, I'm going to bed. I I, I can't deal with this. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, uh, and, and yes, on the on the flip side, yes, I'm enjoying Cyberpunk, but I think I'm I, – I, but I know for sure I'm enjoying it because I have the PC version. Um uh, before I got my PS5, I had a base version PlayStation, like the like the original PlayStation 4. So I guarantee you, if I'd gotten it for the PlayStation 4, I probably would be running into some of the issues that everybody else has been having, and it probably would have changed my opinion about the game too. So it was just it's just one of those things. It was the luck of the draw for me. Yeah, uh, for me, I I Leron knows this, and I, I always I'm sorry everybody if I keep bringing up Leron because we talk a lot. Um, that. You know, Leron looked at me just like, why is it not your anticipated game uh, for Cyberpunk? And I was just like, I nothing about that game has sold me. I'm still going to buy it. Um, but I was expecting, you know, for things to run because it's on the Xbox One. It's on the PS4. When I seen Hyrule Warriors, I was just like, oh, that's an automatic get. You know, just seeing the box cover, seeing that how they how Nintendo was doing the Treehouse stuff and like, you know, showing this little bits of stuff that made me more anticipated for this game. So when I got it, I wasn't even focusing on frame rate. I know the Dynasty Warriors problems have problems, but that's more on Kobe Tecmo than Nintendo. It was about the story and everything. It was just if like like Dan, me, and David, we have theories. We're doing a sporter cast <laughs> with Jacob. We had so many ideas. Me and David was going on. David mentioned the Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, and broke it down. And I was just in awe because it didn't it didn't come to my mind. I was just like, oh my goodness. Me and Jacob was talking. Me and David, you know, me David was getting dead. As much as y'all get on <laughs> me about Breath of the Wild to finish, which I will talk about. Me and David was getting on Dan to be like, you got to finish it. You got to get the story. Get get your thoughts and stuff. And Because it was about... It, we know the gameplay was repetitive. We know it was going to have its problems and stuff. But it was about that story. Great. And we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about which game? How do work? Age of Calamity. Every game has... Every game is repetitive. Every game. Every game has the same wash, rinse, repeat, like, formula. It, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a two-hour game that you can beat or if it's a... A hundred hour epic, you know, it all has that watch and repeat. For some right. people, it was a complaint of just doing the same fighter thing in the moves. But, but to your point, Ed, I mean, if you liked the story or not in Age of Calamity, you're talking about it when you beat that game and you're yes, finding somebody absolutely. to talk about it. The second I finished that game, I messaged anybody I know who beat it. I was like, 
what just happened? <laughs> yeah, and and the thing with Cyberpunk is, it's it's not a knock to Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red because I think they, I, I, regardless of all the trickery and all the stuff that go, that goes on, I think they had big ambitions for this game to be really successful. And yes, eight million, eight million pre-sales. That's the first time I heard any game get that. Like I don't even think Grand Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty has never did that for pre-sales. I think this is the first one. Yes, people are enjoying it. People are getting through with it. They are having. I think the problems are hindering the talks for this game of what people love and and everything. I don't. I hear. I'm not seeing a lot of discourse about the story, about the emotions, the choices. Stuff. I'm not hearing any of that. Like I don't even think people are planning a spoiler cast for it. People People are still trying to make it. I think people are entertained by the controversy and the things that's going on than the game itself. So I think if if all of that stuff still happened in November, I think Cyberpunk still would have been the talk of the town. I think the controversy would have killed Hyrule Warrior because everybody loves mess, or some people love mess, and if they could be entertained by mess, they're gonna chew it up. Um, I think Hyrule Warrior is such a great product that. Well, when people feel it, really get uh, decide to get to it and really enjoy it for what it is, I think they will understand why it was a kind of a weekend for that game. You got it, you got your feel, and you feel like you want to complete it. Here's fifty thousand quests. Go have fun to do that <laughs> and, <laughs> and spend hours upon hours and stuff. And I think it's it's just that they are yes, they are both different games. I think the most anticipated one for a lot of people has been a, a letdown while the less anticipated one has been the success in a sense. Um, so that's a, that's a, that's a good statement. That's a good statement because in all, in all honesty, like the, the biggest letdown for me is just that the game itself is having problems for other players because mm-hmm. in all seriousness, like I will brag all day long. Cause um, I, the one thing, the one thing I've said on a couple of shows is like, you know, um, I, as a PC gamer, like I, I can only shed but so many tears for the fact that you know the consoles are getting a bad port of a game, where yes. universally it's the PC gamers that are getting the bad port of console games, and then we have to wait for the patches and the fixes and stuff like that. So, so you know, I, it, it sounds, it, it sounds, it sounds like I'm stepping on necks when I say this, but you know, like uh, when I say that, but what I, what I. What bothers me is just the fact that, you know, everybody else is not having – well, not everybody else. Like there's just certain people that are not having the same amount of enjoyment on this game that I expected to have – that I expected myself to have because I'm having enjoyment on it. And uh, and it's just – it just it – just, it, it hurts, but, you know, I can't sound like a show for uh, CD Projekt Red because I'm not on their payroll or nothing like that. So <laughs> – Right, so, and, 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 I, so, and I will. Uh, they just got – they just got to fix their – they just got to fix their product, which they which they will, which they will. And I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, like, uh, and, and also, I will say the CD Projekt Red is going to be all right. They are. <laughs> and, and and like I said, we here at Power Block, we supported everybody who was getting the game to have fun with it. Same that way that when Hybrid Warriors came out, you know, hopefully, hopefully, people were sending us love and everything. And but we were just like, hey, Power Blockers, Hybrid Warriors out. Get your snacks and ready, and let's dive in. And literally, as a community, we dived in. But we're gonna move into the next one because this. Oh my goodness, <laughs> David has uh brought a video to us, um, that was really good. That got us talking. So the question I got for you guys is: Will Nintendo Direct original format return in 2021, or will they head into a new direction? Also, how important and influential are they? 
So, David, I'm going to let you take over this one. Yeah, I mean, I think just a, a starting place for me is how much of an event uh, Nintendo Directs have become. I mean, uh, the excitement that it generates in the community, um, you know, all the people analyzing, you know, does Nintendo have a pattern for when they release Directs and uh, trying to predict what games are going to come out and just... Um, the way these have been hype launch points, I think has been super successful for Nintendo. Um, and I, I know that it's exposed me to games uh, that I ended up buying that I might not have otherwise. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't tune in for, you know, an award show or something like that. But I'm I'm there for these, you know, 20 minute or 30 minute directs. You know, there, now there's been some disappointment this year that we haven't gotten a true full direct since what, back in March. Um, you know, but, but the variation with indie directs, you know, I, I, I see this definitely as a continued business practice in 21, uh, for Nintendo. Dan, well, what, what are your thoughts? So I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was. Um, I think back in June, one of the shareholders was talking about how Nintendo is going to change up their marketing and mm -hmm. um, the direct format isn't going to be the same anymore. And I think when they say that the direct format isn't going to be the same is pretty specific to what we've seen now. Um, we've seen a lot of just very isolated directs. So we're seeing directs based on Smash Brothers characters. We're seeing you know, the partner showcases. We're seeing indie directs. And we're going to see a Nintendo first party direct that involves a switch pro coming out in march and <laughs> <laughs> so i think <laughs> pro directs. yeah so the I, I we're gonna have directs but they're not going to be the directs that we know and love anymore um i think they're going to be more frequent and i think they're going to be these 15 10 minute presentations and i think nintendo's still going to you know hit us with the first party direct maybe two or three times a year. But mm -hmm. aside from that, I think we're just going to continue to get the slow drip. I mean, we got a partner showcase at the last Thursday of every month from August to, I think, did we go in in December? No, November uh, was the last so one. So November was the last one, yeah. So I, I think we'll probably see that trend still. Well, what about you, Leron? Uh, do you check out the Nintendo Directs? Uh, do you like to predict? Do you do you like to like have fun with it? I should say. Well, I do like to have fun with Nintendo Directs, but my main problem is, and this is this is me being a not conventional Nintendo fan, because I am a Nintendo fan. But I mean, uh, I, I I'll I'll dive I'll divulge that later. But the one thing the one thing that infuriates me about the Directs is they can be random sometimes. So it's like uh so it's like I'll be I'll be halfway through my day at work and I was like uh. So and so got announced, and then I'm like, there was a direct because I I, I kid they have you done not. that yeah they I, have done that <laughs> I kid you not I was I, I was coming back from lunch and I pulled out my tablet while I was at my desk and I was looking I was like two Monster Hunter games for Nintendo was there a direct <laughs> that was the first thing <laughs> yeah yeah because the thing because I I remember they dropped it that Tuesday and I think they said it was coming that Wednesday and I was just like. Wait, wait, what? And then when Cap, because when Capcom started, I'm like, Capcom is leading this. Wait, Monster Hunter? That shoot. Then one of the it, I did one of the indie ones was having a presentation, and you was talking about it, and I was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> it, 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 
I was at work. It, and Nintendo was just like, we got to end it direct in the next 10 minutes. We was like, wait, what? <laughs> but, but don't you think that goes back to Nintendo's model of wanting to surprise and delight, right? Like they have that, like, we're going to drop this out of nowhere. It's going to go viral and just explode yes. and create this massive I hype. And it works for them. I, I love it because you know, like they're 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 doing the one thing they're doing the one thing right with with internet marketing that some mm -hmm. of the other companies need to be on board with. Uh, they're actually doing it right because they're creating their own buzz and hype, and mm -hmm. that is that is an amazing when you can do that and get people to be like it's it's almost like back in the day before VHS was a thing. You know, like you if you didn't catch that Friday night TV show, you were screwed. <laughs> you had to wait you had to wait the whole year for the rerun to come back. Yes. And stuff like that. And and basically that's kind of like the magic of these directs. I like it. Um I really can't I really can't say like how you guys are saying like they'll change the format because I feel like this format is pretty nice right now. It, it is. I, I mean it is. It, it keeps me on my toes. Like you know now it's like now I gotta like scour the internet to see if there's rumors of a direct is coming. <laughs> well, the thing with the Nintendo fans, they hate change. Breath <laughs> of the Wild, like when it first came out, it was a little bit polarizing. And I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those people that was like, "Where's my Zelda game? What is this?" <laughs> the, you know? the, crazy, the crazy thing is, everybody this what Breath of the Wild is. Everybody wanted, and then they played it. They were just like. People have not detached from the traditional Zelda, and, and they the, don't. They it, didn't it's know. The same thing with anything Nintendo, though. Like you know, so I think Nintendo fans loved the direct, how it was, and now that it's something different, it's like it's gonna take a year for them to get over it because Nintendo <laughs> fans are so attached to Nintendo things. I mean, there's they're still having melee tournaments for God's sakes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, their their melee tournaments are getting shut down, but I mean, yeah. You know, you know, and I I think Sakurai was so shady about that with the Sephiroth one. Oh, when the he was, shade on that. When he was talking, and he was just like, "I really made this game. I thought I made this game as a party one, but you know what? I'll let the people who are actually in tournaments." playing it talk about it and i was just like the shit i was like oh man he really went there <laughs> right and around you you are kind of right uh with the randomness david you you are too like there's something memorable and magical about nintendo directs like yeah there's a meme always coming out of nintendo direct mm -hmm. you know we got the smash one well with the Smash reveal at the game awards how Sephiroth was holding Mario <laughs> that was some uh the Sakurai one, when he had this one, that was a me. It, and it was just like... Our even cat theme from the last uh, Indie Direct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... There's something special about it, and I think Nintendo... The Nintendo Directs are our daily E3s. Like, our daily E3 briefings. And we get to have fun predicting what they may show, what they probably won't show, what would surprise us, if any third, because random third-party games could now come to Switch that we wouldn't even think of. You know, seeing some indie games that if just like, we'll see the indie games, and I know indie developers are going to be like, okay, we're going to make some money. And the first thing they notice, if anyone says that I hope this gets a physical, they're probably, and I don't know if this is true, they're going to probably work with somebody to get a physical version out so people could spend 40 some dollars to get it like limited run games if they could if they could get their hands on some indie games and make physical you better believe it's going to be sold out 
Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's and like I agree with you, Dan. I don't think they're going to change it. I kind of like this format that the focus are us on. Here is all of our third party stuff, what our partners are doing. We as Nintendo, we want to highlight them. Here's our indie developers. We think there are some cool games that you guys need to check out and support. Go ahead and do that. In the, in, yeah, it's console exclusive. It's time exclusive. We let you know that it is. When it comes to other other platforms, go ahead and get it. We're just going to sit it back and do all our stuff and get it together. So we get a nice package and stuff. Because if we have E3 again, uh, we're going to need that 40-minute Nintendo Direct. We're, we're going to need it because it's going to be like, we need to know what is happening with you guys as a company. Because after, after February, we pretty much don't know what's coming out. You know, Monster Hunter Rise, yeah, but that's Capcom. After that, we have no clue. We don't know what they're doing for the Zelda. We don't know what they're going to be doing for Mario. We don't know what they're doing for Metro or how they're going to celebrate that. Everything else is a complete guess of surprise. Here's, and here's here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. Like Nintendo, Nintendo will win me this year if they do the Metroid anniversary correct. They will. The, the, the Switch will be my favorite system for the rest of the year. <laughs> they gotta do it right, though. <laughs> and, it, and it's the Pokemon anniversary as well, right? Oh my god! Yeah. So many yeah. It's Pokemon, Zelda, and Metroid in 2021. Which, like, Nintendo has a chance to do something really special there, right? And oh, there's great. a rumor of a 2D Metroid that's ready to go for the anniversary. Yeah, apparently that finished development in, like, August, so... Is I was it, expecting that this year. Look, I was still blown is away. Super, is it a Super Metroid in the in the vein of uh, Zero Mission? If it is, I'm telling you, I'll, I should, I'll take, take it. Take, turn. take my take my cash dollars right now, Leron. I know I didn't know you when it happened, but what was your thought when Metro Prime Four got announced, and did you see uh, Metroid Seven Return for 3DS in the treehouse? Which is just like, wait. Wait, what is this? Because they didn't announce it in the direct. They announced it at the treehouse. Okay. So Prime 4 was underwhelming for me. Because it's basically the same thing like what they had recently with the God of War. Uh, the God of War sequel. Just, a, just announcing the logo. Yeah. Yeah. So Metroid Prime, even though I was excited, it was like 5% excitement. Because I was like, okay, we should we should see more. And also, Metroid Prime, I'm kind of waiting for the Metroid Prime trilogy to release on Switch. Because uh, as a Metroid fan, I didn't play all of them. <laughs> well, I, you know what? You know what? Uh, you guys said a, a little while ago, Nintendo fans hate change. And when they switch Metroid to a first-person uh, platform, Ed, you saw me um, playing Cyberpunk. You see I struggled yes. with first-person games. So, yeah, just imagine back when Metroid Prime was new, and I'm oh. not a first-person shooter type of guy. I, I played that. I, I went to Sam Goody, played the first demo of Metroid Prime before she uh, when she's in the space station, all of that, even when you actually fight that first boss before, mm-hmm. you know, you got to escape. I played that whole thing, went to the counter and put my $50 right there. I was just like, I need this when it comes out. I left work, I think, at 5 o'clock and was and could have hit, got into a car accident trying to get to the mall to get my Metro Prime 4. Now to, I continue, mean my Metro Prime. now to continue your question, the Metroid 2 Samus Returns reveal? I was like, okay, I have my money right now because... I've always felt like I have a really good connection to the portable versions of Metroid. 
Mm-hmm. I do, which is why I think I will finally be able to play the entire Metroid Prime trilogy once it comes to Switch. I have a history of this because um, when the Metal Gear Solid HD collection came out on the Vita, I finally beat Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> and I think that's my thing. I guess I'm I guess I'm a PC gamer, a PlayStation gamer, and a portable gamer at this point. But um, but yeah, I lost my mind with the Samus Returns one. And and I was trying to consume as much information about that one as possible. So whenever a small trailer come out, or I was I was watching the original trailer, like breaking it down, analyzing, I was like, oh man, so it's like a 2.5D version game. And now, oh man, like new bosses and stuff showed up when I actually got the game. And I'm like, oh god, this is this is a, this is a joy. They they flipped the mechanics upside down and all that stuff, and I was like, man, yes, yeah. So I am praying that that comes to the Switch. I'm praying, it, it, which is funny because. Mercury, I think it's Mercury System or Mercury Steam. They got clowned and trashed because they did that Lord of Shadows 2. And then they came and then Metroid and they got full price. Metroid Simmons Returns brought them back into the fold of them making money in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot with that other one. So, David, before uh, yeah. we go, final. Oh, oh. I had one more thought. One more, one more oh, yeah. thought. Go ahead. Final, yeah, I was just uh, wondering as we wrap it up if it was worth considering Nintendo's strategy with directs versus state of play or other major companies' way of communicating if if those are worth the comparison. I think state of play does good when they do one focused game. I think when they do their whole show, sometimes their state of play still doesn't give us anything. And we don't really find more information until this show is done. And then they announce what dates and on prices and stuff like that. When I, like, I, I kind of wish they would... State of play needs to be a little bit fun. And it doesn't feel fun when you're watching it. Like, there's not really that much hype. They try to, at the end, really, like, get you with a big game. But then it's just like, um... Yeah, okay, that's fine, but you didn't reveal it like you did, like Breath of the Wild or something, or even Smash Melee, um, when it came for Wii U and 3DS, and you know you had all of these characters, and you just like Snake is in this month, like and, and stuff like that. Uh, Dan, final word. Um, uh, hey, Nintendo, their directs were the uh, OG, so State of Play came after. Nintendo directs are definitely the better Nintendo, one for me. Nintendo was the first company to stop doing like traditional E3s. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, I mean, we have we have Nintendo to thank for the fact that you know Sony got up off their behinds and started doing state of play. I'm not sure what Microsoft. I'm not sure what Microsoft calls theirs, but uh, they, but they just now got into the swing and doing it. And I feel like they didn't find their niche until like the last year or so. Of the Xbox One. Right. I think Xbox Inside. I think that's it. Um, I, I don't know. I, that, I don't that know. sounds right. We need to ask one. Of the, we need to ask one of the Arsenal guys what, what it is. <laughs> they can tell us for sure. That depends if they're still playing Halo or Destiny. Laron, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yes. final word. Uh, I I really do. I I just I just feel like the state of how Nintendo Directs go in the future is going to be exciting. I mean, you know, it'd be less frustrating for me if I knew when they were coming, but you know. 
I, I that's that's what I think. I think it's gonna be exciting, and I I I can't predict Nintendo. Just like I can't predict what the next Zelda game looks like, and God knows we've had so many iterations of of Legend of Zelda, and I'm I'm still like, give me my freaking uh freaking four swords and and Link to the Past, and you know. See, it's gonna be a struggle with Breath of the Wild too, cause I can't talk to none of y'all. I know y'all gonna be like, Ed, did you beat the game yet? Ha <laughs> ha. I'm gonna be like, okay, what did you, what did you, what did, David? Where did you go? Dad, what did you find? LeBron, did you get the game? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm going to lose my mind just like I did Breath of the Wild when it came out because it's yeah. like it's it's hard to talk about that game when you don't want to reveal anything because it's so open. Well, let me ask you a question because you're almost ready to beat Breath of the Wild right now, right? I beat. Okay. Oh, you've already beat it. I beat. It. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm now I am now the guy in the panel has never beat the game and I have it. <laughs> I haven't even yeah, but, I, I haven't even preloaded it in my system. People would people would uh, joke this is about definitely you. getting into our next topic because I I have some thoughts on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as long as I could, I could get snacks and sushi, as long as I get to talk Nintendo Direct with you guys and have fun, whether you like it or not, it's it's one of the great things in gaming that I love to see. And I think in 2021, regardless if they change it or not, I just hope that they continue to do it because I think it makes us all feel good. And for definitely for a podcast reason, it gives us something to talk about. And then and other times it opens up many doors on what other game, uh, what other company could come. Because hey, Leron, you're a PC gamer, but uh and Dan, you are indie. You love indie. David, you're into almost anything. And definitely, you're looking for that Zelda game or stuff for the family. I think their their directs have been putting out everything or anything for everybody. There's been PC stuff that's been a hit, indie games that's been a hit, wacky games like Good Job. I'm like this should be on the Nintendo system, and it's crazy fun, and it and it works and stuff. So as long as I can eat sushi, talk the games with you guys, and have fun with it, I I can't wait for 2021 Nintendo Direct. Um, just now, Nintendo, if you bring everything else to what everybody wants, can I please give Xenoblade a Chronicles X? Because I I need that game. Uh, so, but we're gonna get to our final topic, and oh boy, is <laughs> our game recommendations for each of us and the breakdown of our Boss Rush Games Backlog Challenge. So I'll explain the Boss Rush one a little bit later. But we have made a list of games, uh, or game or games, or now requirements or challenges. I don't know what it's gonna be for each of us. So, um. Like for me, I had I had to do something for David, Daniel, and Laron. Laron would have to do something for David, Daniel, and me, and it go, that's the flow of it. So I'm going to hand it over to Daniel first. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know what the work's <laughs> going on. So Dan, what is your game recommendations for all of us? All right. So doing? I'll start with our guest, Laron. Um, I want you to play Mario Rabbids Kingdom Challenge. Okay. It's a it's okay. a it's a strategy RPG. I know you're in a Fire Emblem, um, and this is it's it, it it's almost the same kind of battle system except it's Mario and Rabbids and guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, it, it had my eye when it originally announced because I was like, oh man, this is like Final Fantasy Tactics, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have. I have beat that game more than any other game on the Switch. So that's <laughs> okay. that's my uh, that's my recommendation for Laurent. 
everybody okay. la- everybody literally left that game at E3 and then they seen it. They were just like, oh, I must have it became one of the Taco Towns of E3. It was a blast. It's it's a, such a fun so, game. It's so good. I still need to buy the Doug, uh, the, the Dougie Kong DLC because I want to play that one. Oh, it's and, so and you know, good. And you know what? I think that game is like $10 right now on Target. Yeah, it's always on it's sale. Yeah. Like, yes, don't buy it full it. price. It's always yeah. 10 to 20 bucks. Yeah. Go, go snag it. If not, I'll send you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for David, David, you've been playing Coffee Talk recently, and you talk about how relaxing it is, and it's an indie game. Um, I think Evergate would be a cool game for you to play. It's uh, yes. it's it, it, it's it's an indie game. It has a beautiful art style. Um, the music is soothing, and just it it's just a very relaxing non-stressful game except one of the worlds but uh, aside from that world that's kind of stressful the rest is like very good now with ed i figured i'd probably rattle off about 45 games and he had played them all so ed i'm gonna challenge you to pick just one jrpg enjoy the game play it (laughs) soak in the story finish it and tell me how good it is (laughs) If it's Xenoblade Chronicles 2, if it's Xenoblade Chronicles DE, if it's Octopath Traveler, you pick the JRPG. I just want to see you focus on this one game, and I want to see you beat it and enjoy it. Okay, challenge JRPG to play and enjoy. Um, Do you have a specific one? Because I'll rattle off a bunch of them. Go ahead. (laughs) Have you played Octopath Traveler? I have it. Yes, I have played it. I haven't finished it, but I have played it, and I <laughs> okay. enjoy it. Xenoblade, Xenoblade D. I I have Xenoblade Defin- Definitive. I have Xenoblade Chronicles Two and the DLC. Hmm. Have you beat all of them? I haven't beaten all of them. Uh, this is why the challenge. <laughs> how about How about Tales of Vesperia? I have that on Xbox. I could buy okay, it on ne- never Switch. Mind. I could buy how it on about, Switch. Uh, Nino Kuni. I have, have Nino Kuni on PS3. You know and, what? Um, you know, Nino Kuni was a good oh, was a good oh, call, but I as soon have, as you I, as soon, I, oh oh, I have Nino Kuni on Switch, and I have Nino Kuni two on PS4. <laughs> have you played it? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah. I have, All right. Well, you're gonna have to find your own JRPG. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 <laughs> okay. Um. So I will. I will go with. Um. I'm going to go with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Okay. I want you to play it. Play it beginning to end. You can play one other game on the side. I'll allow it. (laughs) But I want you to focus on this one game and just embrace it and enjoy it. That's my challenge for you. What was I about to put Tales of Xenoblade Chronicles? Please can I get Tales of Symphonia on Switch? Oh. (laughs) I love that game. Actually, actually, there's rumors that they might that that um that they might port that. There's there's rumors about that right now because I saw something a couple days ago, and I was and I was talking about how Namco wanted to get a, a bigger presence with the Tales of series, and mm-hmm. uh, they're thinking about putting down the Switch. Now uh, it's just a rumor. I mean, you know, like Crossroads has a rumor control section, and we can we can look into it if you want us to. <laughs> well, most of it, like we said, we we placed GOS on it, Great Assault on it, um, and sometimes we'll <laughs> GOS. Yeah, dude, we that that I think that has been my phrase for a gaming of 2020. 
grain of salt because it's just like you see something and be like, I'm gonna put a little bit of grain of salt on this because I don't I don't believe it. I would love to see it happen. I put it hey, I moved the monster truck assault by the Switch Pro thing coming in March. I think the Switch Pro is gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen in March. Mm-hmm. If it does happen, I owe I like I told Dan, I'm like, shoot, I might just end up buying you one while buying me one to send it to you. <laughs> Like if if not, I'll just send them a fifty dollar eShop card and be like, here, buy your first game. I, right. <laughs> um, all right. So David, what is your recommendations? Yeah. Okay. So I got I got a list of stuff in case uh, you've already you know you all have done the first few on there. Uh, but Laron, um, Ed was telling me that you are a Zelda fan, but you've never actually played Breath of the Wild. Is that true? That's correct. I do, I do have it. So, so this is the easy one if you're about to recommend it. How did Laurent get on a Nintendo podcast not playing yeah. Breath of the Wild? <laughs> <laughs> For all the times Laurent has tried kicking me out of the chats, <laughs> this is my turn to kick you out of here. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I feel like it's my 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 familiarity with the uh, Metroid franchise that, that kind of keeps me right. in the good graces of the Nintendo forces. <laughs> Well, it is probably the single most important game for the Switch. It's not the best-selling game on the Switch. You know, that's Mm -hmm. Mario Kart and soon-to-be Animal Crossing. But Mm -hmm. um, it it is the definitive, you know, the the creativity in Breath of the Wild and changing norms matches up with the the, uh, sort of pathos of the Switch. Um, So I I think that's like a must-play. So uh, I so yeah so I will that is now on my that's now on my list. Are you going to give me a time frame to beat this in or you? No, or? I mean, take your time. It's a game that should take time. I will say that they had a sale, and I don't know if it's going on now. Where including the DLC, the game is like sixty percent off or something like that. Like so, it, it, they had is, a that goes is, until Christmas. Is the okay. DLC is the DLC worth it? Because I because yes. I will buy it because I already have the game. So and I, it's I classic think it's Nintendo. DLC where they give you two for the price of one. Okay. You, for 19, originally it was 19.99 for the DLC and you got both and um, it, it's fantastic. In fact, I'm going to talk about the DLC here in a second uh, because Ed, um, not only do you need to buy the DLC if you haven't done so, but my challenge to you, you need to complete all three tri- trials of the sword and power up the master sword to level 60. And uh-huh. it, oh, it is, oh. You can do it on regular mode, not master mode, because master mode is for Nintendo gods. Okay. Uh, it, it is a definitive part of the Breath of the Wild experience because it, it's similar to like the the Cave of Trials uh, or the what is it, Cave of Ordeals? What in, in Twilight Princess, where you you know you sort of battle through, um, you know, swaths of enemies, and each level gets harder and harder. Um, but the Breath of the Wild one is so creative and the challenges are so unique and uh, to be able to, to power up the Master Sword by the end, it's just, it's a really quintessential part of the Breath of the Wild experience. So I want to know your thoughts as you get through that. Okay, so buy Breath of the Wild DLC and complete the Master Sword, the Master Sword to three. Yeah, so it's, that's the, the first DLC is the Trials of the Sword. And, you know, I think the first round is 10 levels, the second round is 16, and the third is 22 uh rooms that you have to go through 
Um, and it's just, it's awesome. You start out completely naked and you pick up a tree branch and you have to make it through that level. And then each weapon you get and any resources you get carries over to the next room. Um, and it's so fun. It was like, it's honestly like, it's really challenging, but man, was that satisfying to beat. Yeah. It's awesome. I really hope you do that challenge at that is fantastic i will i am you guys know me i <laughs> i i play multiple games i'm up for the challenge this the second dlc is about you know the the storyline for the champions and, I, and personally I, I love the second dlc and and it's how there's a great reward at the end but if you do nothing else do the trial of the sword so okay uh, uh, the dan um you know, I was talking about earlier that that you all got me into indie games, and so I, I've fallen in love with uh, Coffee Talk, and and that is, um, you know, just it's really lit my fire for indie games. So I also downloaded Hades this week as well, and I've been playing through that and, and loving that. Mm. Uh, so we'll have to talk about that sometime. But I had a question for you. So first of all, have you, you have you played Coffee Talk, Dan? I have not. Okay, so so I was split on this because I wanted to say you should play Coffee Talk so we could talk about it because I enjoyed <laughs> our Age of Calamity talk so much. But but I also know that you like RPGs, and I was curious if you've played Child of Light. I've not. Okay, so that's the one then. you got to play Child of Light. That is my favorite um, true like turn-based RPG that I've played in a long time. And, uh, with, the, with the limericks? Yeah, it's the whole the whole game. It, it feels like a work of art. Um, a lot of the talking is in poetry verse, um, and it's just a beautiful story and really unique artwork. Um, so that that would be my challenge. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Dad. I have purchased the Breath of the Wild expansion pass, and so and then I earned a hundred points. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I actually have my switch right now. I just looked it up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, is that it, Dave? That's, that's all three of you. Yeah. Okay. Laron, okay. what are your recommendations? All right. Um, okay, so um, first of all, first of all, uh, Dan, my question for you is, do you have a PlayStation 4? I do. You do. Okay. Have you had a chance to play Detroit Become Human? I haven't. Okay, that's my recommendation for you, and the reason and the reason why I'm saying that is because, based off of everything you recommended me for with uh, with Fire Emblem, um, I can say that with the branching paths of the Detroit Become Human, it's a, it's it's a it's an action game, but it's storyboardish, um, mm-hmm. uh, and. With all the branching paths that you can do and stuff like that, you know, I feel like this is right up your alley. Like you basically create your own narrative, even though like every path like kind of leads to like certain certain resolutions and stuff like that. You have free reign for how your story it, it turns out. Like I mean, you know, you can make some mistakes, and certain characters will be permanently removed from the game and mm-hmm. things like that. And you can make some mistakes, and you know, it's almost like oh, you get a do over because you're an android and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, but. It was, I know. it was a must-have when I first seen the trailer. I was just like, I need this now. So, yeah. funny enough, I own the game, and it's still in the packaging, and it's been in the packaging for about eight months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. all I gotta all right. do is open it and play. Yeah, there it's, you go. Celeste loves that game, too, doesn't she? Yeah, Celeste was just talking about it. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of us, all of us over at crossroads, like that game has, that game has a, uh, has a very sweet spot in, in all of our hearts. Cause uh, that, that game basically, it just, it just challenges the way you think about things. And I, I, I feel like it's one of those ones that it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, you know, pull that drive for philosophy out of you. Can mm-hmm. I tell you, LeBron, I think it, it's a struggle to me because Heavy Ray and Detroit Become Human, I, I like, I equal them together as one of the best Point of Dreams games. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I understand, yeah, I understand Fire Height or what the other, the other name for it, and Beyond Two Evils or whatever that thing is. They're okay, but like, something about Heavy Ray and Detroit Become Human, I'm interested in the story and the characters and my choices. I'm like, I don't care if I, if I had to go back and redo it, I'm interested in the story, because the um with the uh the maid or that little android and the little girl yes i love that storyline mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah i i i thoroughly enjoyed it and it was one of those it was a game i definitely bought purchased again when it came out on pc uh but yeah that's that's my that's my recommendation and it's cool that you have that game dan so you know it's one of those it's one of those ones where it's like i didn't force you to spend any extra money <laughs> i knew about it i knew it'd be a game for me i just haven't yeah. played it yeah it yeah there's a reason why it got a lot of uh, a lot of acclaim uh yeah it didn't win many awards but it got a lot of acclaim mm-hmm. um okay so uh so david um i'm pretty sure as a matter of fact i uh let me it's on the list. I'm pretty sure you can get this game anywhere, but I want to make sure it's on the Switch as, w- as well, so it's easier for me to recommend you just in case mm-hmm. you have to spend some money on it. Um, but my game, my game that I would recommend for you is uh, because you like you like good stories, and no, it's not on the Switch. I'm sorry. Uh, is Enslaved: Journey to the West? Have you heard of that game? Is it on Xbox One? I, d- I do have Xbox One. It's yeah. As a matter of fact, it should be it should be a backwards compatible game for Xbox One. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, um, enslaved journey to the west. Yeah, yeah. basically, so this, uh, oh. it's it's by Ninja Theory. It's their take on the old tale of Journey to the West with the uh, with the monkey and, and and stuff. Um, but go ahead, Leron. I'm sorry. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you yeah, you pretty much said you pretty much said it. But uh, but basically, with this game, I feel like even though even though it's not a Zelda S game, like, you know, like games like dark is like it has those, those same elements and stuff into it. And, but also it has like a story that has a lot of heart into it and everything. And it's got enough action elements to where like, you're not going to get too bored with it. It's got, it's got action. It's got puzzles. It's got, it's got all sorts of things. It's got, it's got narrative because like you're playing, you're, you're controlling one character, but technically you're playing as two characters because, because, uh, because your main character is this, is this brutish dude. Who's like a scavenger and mm. he gets, he gets tethered on to this girl. So just think of like how like how like Dragon Ball is is also a iteration of uh, the Sayuki tale of Journey to the West. It's same mm-hmm. thing. So just think your character is Goku awesome. and the person you get sidekick with is is Bulma from Dragon Ball. And, yes. and and hilarity ensues because like there's comedic elements in that, but also they they grow they grow together and you see where they actually become special to each other and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Be right, so, a, be aware of the ending, though. We when if you finish it, I want to hear your thoughts about the ending. All right. So so Ed, I have to think about I had to think about this one for you, and and it's one of those ones is like okay, like I've got I've got a second game just in case this one's hard to find. 
I know you love old school games. Like you have streams on Twitch where it's just you playing nothing but classic like NES and Super NES and, you know, some of the obsolete games like you're playing Ikaruga. Like, well, you know, a while back you're playing the you're playing the, Jap- the, the Japanese version of, uh, of Contra. And I was like, man, wait, why is there extra stuff in this game? You know, you, you schooled me on some things. So my actual my main recommendation for you is if you had never played it. Try to find yourself a copy of Bionic Commando Rearmed. Now, I say Bionic Commando Rearmed because Bionic Commando is one of my all-time favorite NES games. Did you play that it, one? I beat that in one sitting. Bionic Commando? Yep. The original? Yep. Oh, NES. Have you, have you ever tried Rearmed? Because re, um, Rearmed is the Rearmed is like technically the, it's a remastering. Yeah, yeah, it's a re it's a remake slash remaster, you know, but the same elements of the original game are all there and stuff like that. It's got a whole bunch of twists. They they fixed a whole bunch of things that were wrong with the original game. And this is a this is a good one. But I like I said, I have a backup for you if you do not or if you, if you don't think you can get your hands on this, because it's, I know it's on PC, like you can get it on Steam and a couple of the other uh, PC outlets. But I'm not sure. I believe at one point it was gone off the PlayStation store. And, I'm, and I I may have it on my PS3, but go ahead and make a second recommendation. If I could get it backwards compatible or if it's backwards compatible Xbox one, I'll get it there. But go ahead and make your second one, too. My second recommend my, my, my alternate recommendation for you is i know you loved i i know you love foregone that was that was one of the ones that i got you got got you onto and of course and i can't both, believe you haven't finished it yet and i did it's because uh it's because something else uh, playstation 5 <laughs> took, <laughs> took, all, took all my attention yeah i was like i was like i should just beat it you know in those two weeks that ps5 was coming but um but i know you and, and i also know like another lo- labor of love ours that we were playing at the same time was hades so I'm going to recommend another phenomenal super giant game for you, and that is Transistor. I have it on Switch. You have it on Switch? Okay. I, I, I have not beaten it. I actually have it on my PS3. I think mm-hmm. I rebought it on PS4, and I have it on Switch. I love Transistor. I haven't played it, but I love that art style, so I will play that. I love the I love the art style. I love the stylishness of the uh, of the gameplay. Like you know, in all honesty, like like Transistor to me feels like a really simplified Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, in a lot in a lot of regards. I mean, you know, uh, but of course, like you know, you play if you play Hades right now, you see the skeleton of Transistor all over Hades, like you do. <sighs> yeah, um, Ed. Before you get started, I actually remembered an RPG that you haven't played, so I'm gonna switch your Xenoblade Chronicles to Final Fantasy Tactics. I was thinking that, that is the remember. one. Yes, that yes. is okay. my challenge for Ed. So I would have to find it. Um, Ed, I'll Ed. mail you my copy. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, if that's if that you wait. Uh, if it's on PSN, I think I could get it. I think uh, it's on PSN. It's only for PSP on PSN though. We'll 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 figure it out after the episode. We'll and we'll find I, a and, way to get it. I have I have I have a patch version of the emulator version on PC. If you want the PC version, I have a patch that that actually fixes the frame I mean, rate issues of the battle. I I have a patch that does that. I mean, you don't have something that we will, I guess, discuss at a later time and date. So, uh, we will, yes, we will talk about that. Um, <laughs> and I I will I I'm will sorry, admit I'm that I'm sorry, I spilled the beans. I'm no, sorry. No, I will admit that I I like I said I wasn't into tech this games like wait, that. Wait, it, wait, do you it, still have do you still have a PS one? Yeah, I still got also, my PS2. 
I'll send you my I'll send you my copy, but no, I need to have I need to have it back because it is the original non greatest hits version. And you keep I, it mean, right. I have you that same keep, exact one, Laurent. And yeah, don't keep it. <laughs> and I, I it is treasure to me. It's on my shelf. Yes, I I, I don't want your fiscal at all. We was <laughs> talking about the situation that has hand after the show. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's- so I would change that to uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, as a matter uh, of fact, as a matter of fact, damn Binding Commando rearmed like Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay, I, okay. So, David, since I know you like writing a lot, you're a great, fantastic writer. Everybody, by the time you see this one, Dan has. David has a phenomenal phenomenal article out that you guys really should check out. So, since you love writing and reading the stuff, I thought, you know what? Let's get you doing some little bit more reading. So, you would have to play uh, Phoenix Wright Trilogy <laughs> on Nintendo Switch. Um, okay. If, uh, if if you can't do it, I also have another RPG called Oninaki by Square Enix. Uh, it's a top-down kind of Zelda game that you should check out the trailer if, if it interests you. But I also have a Nintendo-specific game connected to you. I would, And Leron gave you uh, Islay, but I want to see what you do with uh, Astro Chain by Platinum. I, Astro Chain? Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. I want to see what you could do with action style uh, games. How, how, you could learn the butter combos and stuff. But yeah, Phoenix Wright uh, trilogy is three games. You're you're a lawyer. You solve crimes, and you gotta like. It's a lot of good reading, and there's a lot of memes and stuff over it. And, but a lot of the sayings and stuff, you'll understand why people keep saying objection. So uh, <laughs> so that that is that. Awesome. Dan. Because you love indie games and you're an indie insider, I picked The Garden Between. Um, if I don't know if you played it or anything, but I think it's a great, fantastic, laid-back puzzle game, uh, physics-based, that you will love. And I know that you love EverQuest. So I, and I think you may have played Lightfall. Uh, I yeah, played. I have played Lightfall. It's really good. Okay. So, um, Another RPG game that I recommend to you is called Snack World, uh, the Dungeon Crawl. This is by Level 5 with Nintendo, I believe, publishing it. I think you would enjoy it uh, with there. And if you haven't played it or anything, I, I say look into it. Uh, okay. I think you would love it. Which um, one? What's it called again? Snack World. Snack World? Yeah. Okay. So, um, nice. Laurent. Mm-hmm. I know you love sci-fi. I know you love Metroid. So this is a perfect fit for you. And, and I can't wait to see what you say. Zeo Drifter. Zeo Drifter? Yes. Tell me some tell me something about it. So Zeo Drifter is a Metroid Star game that takes place uh place in space. Mm-hmm. Um and you get powers by beating bosses and stuff, and sometimes you'll find extra things. It's very challenging though. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would it's right up your alley of um uh you I think it's Mutima's uh 
uh, where uh, that kind of style is, is the same developer who makes that, uh, who made this game. But I think you would love this game. I played it on 3DS, but it is on Switch. Um, I think you would enjoy the music. I think you would enjoy the challenge and everything. And it's not something that's too long, but it's something that really fits your mode of game, a sci-fi of Metroid. Um, you also just shapes and beats i know you love house music i love <laughs> know you love edm you have got to play this game i've been re- i've been recommending this game to everybody and i think it's a thing that you need to like just right, right before you go to bed or if you feel like you're about to work out or go for a walk put the headphones on and listen to this with your switch it has a phenomenal soundtrack and it's like it's good edm house and trance music that you will love okay spell the spell the first the first game zeo drifter x e o x e o d r i uh huh f t e r e r yeah uh that's on the switch yep it's on the switch i don't see it zeo drifter yeah uh, should be there. I have it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll look. I'll. I'll look. Xeo. There we go. Okay. Okay. Maybe I misspelled it the first time. And for a Nintendo-specific game that I, I kind of would love to see what your thoughts is, because I kind of want to put some joy into uh, your day when things are don't fit in well and stuff, I recommend Yoshi's Crafted World. I kind of want to see what you think. You may think it's a kid's game, but I kind of want to see what you think when you get later on into it and everything. Um, okay, can I can I just go ahead and say right now, just for the record, like Yoshi games are hit or miss for me. <laughs> uh, it's it's one I, I love Yoshi's Island and I love the um, I love the sequel to Yoshi's Island, but uh, but there's just it's it's hit or miss for me. <laughs> <laughs> the the other Yoshi games. Uh, I'll, I, my problem is my problem is Yoshi is like the most noisy, annoying member of the Mario universe. <laughs> okay, so um, well, but I will I will, I will give it I will give it a try though. I don't want to I don't want to say I don't want to out now say I won't play it. I I I will give it a try. Okay, well, David, um, we're gonna get to you. What have you been playing with power? Um, well, uh, just today, we, my daughter and I have been playing through Twilight Princess, and we did just uh, do that last epic battle, which was awesome uh, to do that again. We, we've been playing it on Wii. Uh, wow. That's that's one of my favorite last fights in Zelda. It's, it's so fantastic. good. Yeah, yeah, and this was her, her first time of basically doing the game entirely herself. She's eight, and so uh, she, was, she was quite proud of herself for that. So that was fun. <laughs> Um, I've been playing tons of Coffee Talk. Uh, Celeste uh, recommended that one, and I, I just absolutely love it. It's it's basically just a visual novel that you, you know, the only gameplay you do is that you're making, you know, coffee at the espresso bar, which, um, you know, the game takes place in Seattle. And, and you know, as someone who spent most of my college years being a barista in Seattle, uh, it really brings me back uh, working those nights in Seattle. So uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing the heck out of Fortnite with Master Chief because that's 
bringing back all the feels for me having the master <laughs> skin there um and uh let's see this this oh and, and hades i've been playing some hades so how, how do you like hades so far i love it it's it's awesome i'm 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 not like i'm a couple hours into it but i'm i'm loving it it's so, so good yes well uh before you go david because i know you have to run um we're going to ask, uh, talk about Jack's Burroughs question. I just want to hear what price would you give it a Switch Pro Cubs in March? And uh, what do you think will happen to the other models? <laughs> what price would I give it? Yeah. I, I think we're going to see it at $399. And my my reason for that is Switch Lite is $199. The standard Switch is $299. So I think $399 makes sense to me. Okay. Um I do think there's a possibility that Breath of the Wild 2 launches with it. Um, I know that we're not expecting to see Breath of the Wild till later in the year just because Nintendo hasn't done any follow-up with it. And they, Uh you know, in August or whatever, they said they still got some work to do. But also, Nintendo is that company that just drops things out of nowhere. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they say, you know... Surprise, we've been saving it for the, the Switch Pro, so. Okay. And uh, where can we find you? Go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm on Twitter at, at David Lasby. Um, you can find me, uh, my articles on themighty.com and also zeldadungeon.net. So. All right. Thank you, David, for uh, joining us. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for, like, filling in and joining our team. Um Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Um, hopefully, I will see you Saturday for our Zelda talk for our sporter cast. Yes. I hope that's, oh, yeah. that is happening. And oh, yeah. uh, I will see you when I see you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a good... Tw- this has been a, a highlight of 2020 for me is uh, joining Powblock. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to go make my kids dinner here. Otherwise, I'd stick around a little longer, but... <laughs> Um, I'll be. I'll look forward to hearing what you all have been playing with power. So I'll, I'll be checking in later. All right. We will see you all later, right. David. Bye. See you, Dave. Take care. Okay. Whew. All right, Dan. What is your price? This is and this question was asked from Jack Borrow. Um, he asked us. We he, he says that he knows that the Switch Pro is coming out in March. <laughs> what is the model's price, and what will happen to the other model's price? I got to say, I just love the way that Jack asked it. Since we know the Switch Pro is launching in March. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? It, it's, I, I think it's going to be a, a little bit more. Um, I think it's going to have better graphics. It's going to be a console only. I'm going to guess it's, I'm going to probably guess the same thing as David and say it's about $400. Okay, Laron, what are your thoughts? I <clears throat> I do feel like it's going to be more expensive than the existing uh, Nintendo uh, hardware that's up there right now. But um, I have a, I, I feel like Nintendo Nintendo knows they have to play this one just a little slightly. They they can't do they can't do what their their competitors are doing and basically having a price war with their systems and stuff like that. Given that given that the cheapest next gen console is two hundred dollars and that's the Xbox Series S. And um, and that the uh, most expensive ones are 
of course, the the disc versions of the PS5 and the um, Xbox Series X. I think Nintendo is probably going to try, and it, it it's either it's it's I I feel like they will be it will be more expensive than the current Switch, so mm-hmm. it'll be higher than three hundred dollars. But I'm thinking they can run anywhere from three hundred forty three forty nine ninety nine to three ninety nine ninety nine. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, and the only reason why is because they still have to have that edge. Because the problem is, is that is that I mean. We don't know what the new tech is going to hold for it. I, I guarantee you, it's going to have Nvidia's Tegra 2 chip in it, um, which which would be great for them. And um, and if it's utilizing any of the new Nvidia technology, uh, then we're going to have access to DLSS, probably have some some form of ray tracing in there, possibly stuff like that. So they, but they need to they need to outdo they need to make sure they have an edge over the fact because the the current consoles are cutting edge right now and nintendo always kind of plays you know a second second fiddle to the hardware not saying it's a bad thing or nothing like that but they but they can't turn around put the same price of the system as like as like the the base ps the the base ps5 and it's not and it's not comparable to the base ps5 i think if they was going to do that it was going to be a whole new console like, like it wouldn't even be under the Switch name. It would just be a whole new console. Um, or they could, or, or they, or they could surprise us. They could surprise us and and drop the Switch and drop the original Switch down the two to two fifty, and put the Switch Pro out at um at at two ninety nine. I Nintendo doesn't drop prices. <laughs> that is true. That, that, well, they, they don't. Well, they don't. They, they don't drop. They don't drop prices until it's damn near about to be delisted. Because look at all those two DSs. <laughs> right. I think I, I, think, I, walked, I think I walked. I think I walked in the Best Buy the other day and I saw a two DS for eighty bucks and I was like, yeah, and that was brand new. And I was like, what? I actually I, I, I want to pick up a three DS now because it's like a Zelda machine. They have everything, and I haven't played yeah. any portable Zeldas, um, so I need to get on it. Well, I think they will still keep the Switch Lite at 199, or they'll drop it to 189. I think they'll do like a t- or 179.99. I think Switch will go to 249.99, Actually, and I think I think Switch Pro will go from 349.99. You know, you know, what I think may happen. Um, if the Switch Pro comes out, they're probably going to delist the the original Switch. Right, and that's why they'll drop the price so they can get rid of it. Uh, no, I think no. The reason why I say that is is uh is if you why why would anyone i guess the only people that will really buy a switch Lite is people who are buying it expressly for their children uh because the average consumer that's a gamer is not even going to look at the switch Lite. you know i, I but, uh, but then again but then again you know i i say that and i know that there's there's many i have friends who are nintendo fans that they have every version of the they have they had every version of the, of the 3ds like currently like they they didn't get rid of one to get the new one they, they have all of them running <laughs> and, and i know people who have two switch lights and they switch yeah it's crazy so the <laughs> There, there is there is a different flexibility with the Switch Lite, and I know a lot of parents that buy their kids Switch Lite specifically because it cannot hook up to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, you know, it is a portable machine. I'm even thinking about getting one for my travels and stuff um, and just leaving my regular Switch at home. I, I think the Switch Lite is... Um, I don't think that's going anywhere, but the new switch, I don't think it's going to be portable. It, I yeah, think I it's don't... just going to be console. So well, I don't well, see them discontinuing any of the three. They have the console, they have the portable and they have the hybrid. I if think it, 
I, I, I think, uh, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead. I think with the Switch Pro, um, getting rid of the getting rid of the original model because of them, maybe they worked on the Switch, the Joy-Con drift and fix it and stuff. I think they still want to keep that idea of you being able to take your system anywhere because that's what the main focus of the Switch is that you can play it in various ways. You can switch up the components in order to play it. So I think they still want to carry that with it. Have a new dock since the old dock is the uh, is they stopped selling it. Um, I think with the new Switch there'll be a new dock and uh, a new like new insights and everything. New probably a L- OLED or whatever people want to call it and stuff. I think. Definitely with Unreal 5 coming next coming uh, next year before it hit different places, I think they want to make sure that their system is powerful for them to run Unreal 5. So if they could get games that's running on Unreal 5, if they could get that on that system on cloud, I think, or if it just a digital download version with the port and stuff, I think they want to be ready for that. That would bring more people to their console um, if they could get that. And they could do everything in 1440p. I don't think they need to do 4K or even 2K. I think 1440p would just do them fine. Still, they could do 30 frames per second. Um, you I, know, they think, don't, I, oh. I, I, I think it's going to be too... So if they're going with the Switch Pro, they want to be graphically advanced. I don't mm-hmm. think you can do that in a portable mode. Um, I just don't think Nintendo has the technology to do it just yet. If they do and blow me away with it, go ahead. But I think the reason it the reason I think it's going to be a console only is because I think they want to finally have those graphical limitations just taken off from them. And then they can get these triple a games and these third party games to come to them and we can see games like mass effect come to switch well well i think with it being portable i think they're not focused on i think people are not focused on you know on how it like really looks um but that that that's a game to game case or anything um i think it's just the idea that they want if they do a straight that's why i feel like if they do a straight homemade switch for like just your home tv i think a lot of people would be like I think a lot of people will be disappointed because they got rid of the purpose of what this switch is supposed to be. So let me ask you a question. The 1440, where are you saying that's at? Because because um because in all honesty, like TVs, like there is no 1440p format on traditional televisions. It's either mm-hmm. 1080p or 4K. I think I, I think with the 1440p is more for like um, because I like I said, what if it, everything had it running up to like an Xbox One X and stuff? Um, if it had had it up to there, I think a 1440p. I think that would allow them to have that kind of power. It it may it may drop to 10. Uh, 1080 and sometimes I think people don't realize that a game that's supposed to be in 4K is running on 1440p. I don't think people can tell the difference. Um, people I might be looking at Digital Foundry for that. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's practical for Nintendo and the Nintendo system because 1440p is only is only like really used on monitors. And uh, and I don't I don't think Nintendo has ever like even like thought of the idea of having you play your systems on monitor. Well, I think it's it's I. I because of the HD era and stuff, if people are fine still with 1080p, that's fine. I think it's one of those things that you want to do 
or get up to 1440. Uh, Look, Xbox and Xbox One. Look, Series X and PS5 can't do ray tracing and 4K at the same time. You got to choose one of them. So if they can't keep up with these, actually, do that for the actually, Marvel system. Actually, actually, I'm going to piss off some of the people who are who are PC gamers that listen to Power Block. Uh, PC can't do it that well either. Like, <laughs> like, like, shoot, I like, like my roommate, my roommate turned on Cyberpunk with uh, with ray tracing and 4K, and that game ran at 22 frames. Ooh, how yeah. the heck did it drop? Well, well, it's it's because the hardware is so, it's it's so stressful, and it doesn't matter. That's that's Cyberpunk, which Cyberpunk was like the pinnacle of gaming right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, like their control beat, beats up graphics cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, it, and, and this is kind of one of the conversations that we had a while back. You, you, uh, you remember when we were talking about the new systems and like. The fact that they put on the boxes 4K and HDR and 8K and all that stuff. Yeah, it's still – the systems are capable of doing it. It doesn't mean that it's capable of doing it in a way that – in the best way. If That's the easiest way to explain it. Uh, Yeah, the tech can push it. But it could push it, but 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 they don't say that it could do it all together. because, Because in the perfect world, everybody wants 4K 60 frames per second. And but they also want 4K 60 frames per second with ray tracing and all the other bells and whistles too, and that's and that's that's not even good. That's not even theoretical with the RTX 3090, which is the which is the big boy uh, graphics card. <laughs> well, like I said, I I feel like the, it's the marketing buzz with that, and then you get the system, then they make you choose. Still, I'm just like you should have been able to tell me I could do stuff. I could choose between stuff. Like I would have rather hear that marketing. But um I like I said, I think Switch like $179.99, Switch Pro, I mean Switch $249.99, or if they want to drop it to 200 they can or $229. Uh <laughs> Switch Pro, $349.99. I'm in the same boat with Dan. I don't I don't see Nintendo drop. Nintendo only drops the prices and when they're ready to get rid of it. And when it's right, going out that's... the door. So if I see the switch if I walk into Best Buy and see the Switch Lite at like $169.99, I'd be like, oh, Can... they're getting ready to get rid of this they're, system. They're... Even their games think... don't go on sale. Like exactly. so, so the reason <laughs> another reason I think Switch Pro is coming in spring is because we've never seen first party games go on sale from Nintendo. And they have been on sale like crazy the last couple of weeks. They are dumping these games. If you, guys, if you guys had told me if you guys had told me back in October to wait until November or December to buy my games, I would not be anywhere as pissed off as I am right now. Like Fire Emblem is 30 bucks and I bought it two weeks ago. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, you didn't hear this because on, on, on the Boss Rush podcast on Saturday, right? You didn't hear this one. Uh Austin Austin taught me into getting um to getting the Bioshock collection on the Switch. I bought that on the buy two get one free. It was a forty dollar. I remember. I, I remember. I was going with you. I was going with you. I was like, I want to get a Switch game on the buy two. It was forty bucks. I walked in the freaking Target the other day, fourteen ninety nine. It's crazy, fourteen ninety nine. So all these Switch games are going on sale. It never has happened. I mean, when I had a Wii, you would see Mario Kart Double Dash for the GameCube still for sixty dollars. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. This is the oh, first time I've people ever were, people seen were selling first party games on sale. People were selling their kidneys for 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 a freaking copy of Mario Strikers. <laughs> right, and it's like when we were talking about Fire Emblem a few months back. You're like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting it on sale. I'm like, Laurent, 
it's a Nintendo game. It's never going on sale. <laughs> like two days later, just, it goes just on be, sale. Just be glad. Bucks. Just be glad I'm not mad at you, Dan. I'm not mad at you. I'm <laughs> mad. I'm mad at myself, and I'm mad at Nintendo because Nintendo and Nintendo's been doing this gotcha moment with me. I walked in. I bought. I bought uh, Burnout Paradise on the Switch for forty bucks, uh, and it, it's twenty nine dollars right now. <laughs> and, and, you, and you do got to realize that they do those sales no, like no, 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 weeks. No, no. No, they wait. They wait for me to buy the game because they're like LeBron. <laughs> is the most judgmental Nintendo customer we have. So, oh, it's so, personal. So, <laughs> so like when they see my credit card number come up on a new sale, they're like, okay, this game goes on sale this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you don't take your receipt in to get the price adjusted. You know what? You know what? Because I had a history of retail, I'm one. I, I've become one of those people. Like I'm so sympathetic to the plight of like customer service reps. That I, I don't need to stress them out because I got inconvenienced for for twenty or thirty bucks, you know. Like now, yeah, if I, yeah, if I bought if I bought the switch, I bought the switch uh, a couple of Thanksgivings ago. If I bought the switch and the price drop happened, oh, I you best believe I'll be marching back up. To get oh some yes. money back. Yes. But uh, but for the most part, you know, like on games, like you know, like and also, you know, I I I I know the I know the ropes, you know, like once you open the game, like technically you're not entitled to a refund, you know. I, I'm just, I'm just happy that people get gangs. I just, <laughs> Leron, Leron has seen me do the shout thing. I just like me every time a gang goes still I get a gang. I just start shouting. <laughs> Leron just like I do the same thing. <laughs> but you know what? They didn't get, they didn't get me on that Valkyria Chronicles four though. I got, I got that on sale. <laughs> you know what? I did, I, I held off to it because. Uh, when we was talking about it, it wasn't on sale, so I'm just like, uh, I'm yeah, no, yeah, yeah, don't, don't. It's on it. sale for like ten bucks now, so I downloaded it the, the other day. The base game, or the, uh, uh, or the base game, the because I got the base game plus all the DLC for twenty five. I'm not sure what it is. I just, I've never played it, so I was like, I, I actually just went on a spending spree, <laughs> like because <laughs> everything was on sale last weekend, so I bought a bunch of games. Yes, you so everybody. Oh, you know, ahead, guys. Sir. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for inviting me to Pal Block tonight because uh, because I'm going to play Fire Emblem tonight. I'm not gonna. I am not <laughs> playing Cyberpunk tonight. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play some Fire Emblem tonight. Yay! <laughs> I, I have to play some Cyberpunk. I gotta make a little bit more progress in it. I've been I've been um doing the side stuff uh so I could get like the the fifteen thousand dollars to pay oh, that yes. girl yeah. and do that mission. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, man. Money is a money is a premium in that game. It's like man. <laughs> It's like it, you you think there'd be more options to get money. Well, I mean there are options, but I'm like you know like you, you damn near start thinking, do I need to whore myself out to get money in this game? Like man, exactly. everything's expensive. You never know. But yeah, that is our price thing, Jack. We think from three forty nine to uh three ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, we shall see. Uh, what happens? Uh, who's I don't right? Believe, I, I don't believe the Switch Pro is coming out in, in March. I don't believe it. <laughs> I think the Switch honestly I think the Switch Pro is probably going to be for the summer because I mean I mean okay when did Fire when did not Fire Emblem when did uh, Animal Crossing come out in March COVID, COVID happened in March okay yep. uh COVID happened in February but they didn't go like well everybody week. everybody yeah. started shutting down in March though March yeah um, I feel like it's a little too on the nose if they do it in March even though I, even though I know for sure March is the beginning of Nintendo's fiscal year March yep. is the beginning of Nintendo's fiscal year, so maybe you know. But I remember, feel like. Do you guys remember when the Switch was released? Yeah, March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they they uh, they showed off 
they showed the thing off in like September, like announced it. They did the. Uh, things are um, weird with COVID, man. Everything's been different with the way they announce stuff. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, they're having a fire sale for all their games. You know, Switch is still selling like crazy. They're not going to yeah. announce it before Christmas. That's that's shooting themselves in the foot. Well, they fire, they wouldn't fire be sale. Enough. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't just do a Saturn and just drop it in March. That's crazy. No, they're not dropping it. We're getting it direct in January. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna persuade Dan of anything differently. I'm. I'm gonna say that. Hey, oh, you know yeah. what? Dan, hey, you know what? Dan already know that. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna find out where he's at, and I'm be like, I'm gonna need you to get on Skype. <laughs> he gonna see me with some nylaters, some red Kool Aid, and some hot Cheetos eating, and I might have to get my nails done to be like, up. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say you are gonna be like that meme on 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 Twitter. She, she just just pops the chip in her mouth, the Cheeto in her mouth, and. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's gonna be me, and I might have oh. to put on the shower cap to make sure that I mean business. Now, uh, where's the Switch Pro supposed to be at? You know, you know what, you know what, Dan. Uh, I'm gonna give you my full energy. So, Switch Pro is coming in March. I'm gonna give you my full energy. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> yes. So then I gotta call you <laughs> and let you have it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I've been able to convince everybody I talked to that it's coming in March, except for Ed. <laughs> oh, well, that's because that's because Ed's on Nintendo's payroll. He knows something we don't. <laughs> Ultimately, he knows something we don't. <laughs> so Ed, so Ed, when is Mario Strikers coming to Switch? I'll, I'll I will, oh, I, will I will, I will, I sluggers. <laughs> oh, sluggers, yes, yeah, <laughs> sluggers. My bad. <laughs> See if it's sluggers. If it's sluggers, I don't care. Like if Mario Strikers, they turn around and say Mario Strikers is coming. I will. I might walk into GameStop and pre-order it. That's that. That's how much I do not want to miss this game this time. <laughs> I I still think that sluggers could sell systems. I'm just saying it did it for the week. <laughs> oh, my favorite Ed take ever. I love it. Actually, it's the best. If Nintendo wants to bring out a sports game that'll sell that'll sell some some switches, bring back Mario Golf. Mario yeah. Golf was a- Bring back Mario Golf. Yeah, uh, that is I that. I honestly haven't. I honestly haven't bought a Mario Golf game since GameCube. Actually, that was probably the last one. Oh no, they they made a couple for 3DS. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, if I'm on Nintendo's payroll, please. If you're on Sony's payroll, I need them to come up with that uh, Resistance trilogy for PlayStation 5. Like, I need that. So, LeBron, if you know something, I'm going to need to slide $10 to you uh, to find out what's going on. Trust me. Well, let's put it this way. If we ever break it on rumor control, that means it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, everybody... I'm waiting to break break Uncharted 5. (laughs) (laughs) Starring starring Chloe and Nadine. Oh, yes. That's a... a, You know what... Man, I was thinking about going back playing that DLC because it's so good. There's like I know there's stuff that I missed, but I'm just like, man, this game is it's just it's better than four in a sense. Like I I love that game. But everybody, we're gonna get into playing with power. Dan, what have you been playing with power? So I downloaded Nino Kuni. Um, it was on sale for fifteen dollars on this eShop. Mm. Um, I had never played that before, and it's it's a really good game. Um, 
the art style is super cool. Um, it has a unique kind of battle system where you summon familiars to fight mm-hmm. with you. Um, I yeah, the art style with the cell shading, almost like cartoonish. It's it's so cool. It's so unique, um, and it's been like a really refreshing game for me. So I'm very happy I'm playing it. Um, oh, it's probably still about. On, oh, it's six, still on sale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's seventy percent off. No, it's nine more. It says nine more days on my on my eShop. It's worth the it's worth the purchase. <sighs> See, it, I played on, I played really on the P, I played it on PC, and there's some things about it that pissed me off. So I wow. may, but I but I played it on on a friend, so I didn't. I don't actually own the game, but I mean, this is this looks like a this looks like a a, a handheld mode game. I tell you it, what, like I'm probably I'm probably gonna beat all my Nintendo games in handheld mode. <laughs> And, and, and that's the thing. Like I've been playing it in handheld mode, just like mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, relaxing, playing it. Um, you know, I'm it, it. It's not a game that's blowing me away, but it's a game that just like is super fun. Like it's just it's so relaxing, it's so chill, and it's kind of the JRPG I needed right now. So I'm happy I'm playing it. When I heard mm-hmm. that Studio Ghibli did the art for it, I was just like, oh, this is an automatic purchase. <laughs> Like See, I, love- I wish I wish Studio Ghibli was a was a was a hard sale for me like that, but it's it's not. I love I love a lot of their art style and a lot of their work, but I mean, you know, I don't know. Like it's just not one of those ones that that moves the earth for me enough to say I'm going to get it. But it is level five too, so so yeah, yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah, level five, which I, I which I'm hoping the news that we're hearing about level five is not true. I, I I hope I hope they've got some more they've got some more fuel in the tank yeah and data was that did snack world daniel level oh, five nice. so um yeah so i've been playing that um i've really been grinding with sephiroth on smash brothers and i'm <laughs> really winning some matches with them he's a blast to play um you're and... a devil <laughs> <laughs> i haven't i haven't played i i don't have it yet but i can't wait to fight you again so just to see i'm like this man is gonna be a devil in this game I'm going <laughs> oh, my, just oh my god immortals phoenix rising is already on sale yeah it was on sale last week yeah um and i actually for you ed i've been working on a me brawler <laughs> so i can brawl with you yes <laughs> um, and i've just been getting a look back into animal crossing a little bit um ariel and i have been getting into the winter stuff that they're doing which is pretty fun so um that's that's what i've been playing yes oh okay. by the by the way dan congratulations on getting engaged congratulations uh, thank you thank you yes Laron, what have you been playing what's what uh, you've been playing with power uh cyberpunk 2077 of course but like i said earlier i'm taking the night off from cyberpunk and i'm playing some fire emblem tonight like i mean shoot like like i'm in i'm in great company so i'm i'm feeling the nintendo love tonight so so where, switch... where are you in it uh where am i um probably okay. further than ed but <laughs> well i mean oh well for sure I've, I've gotten past the mock battle as a matter of fact i've had a couple of i've had a couple of battles since then but i think i've been doing optional quests i haven't been doing the story stuff just yet gotcha. uh yeah uh god I, I, you know i'll update you i'll update you when i when i um, turn on tonight because i think i'm gonna spend a little bit of time playing it tonight um yeah as a matter of fact i'm gonna take my contact lenses out put my put my nerd glasses on and get in bed and pull up pull up my switch 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna restart at from the beginning. Uh, cause I oh. forgot where I'm at, but I wanna I'm gonna redo it and stuff. I I still got so the blue fun. house. It is. It really is. Um, anything else, Laurent? Or that's it. Uh- that that that's it that's it because right now cyberpunk is taking all my attention up and um and fire emblem is actually the 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 game when i'm trying not to be serious even though that that sounds bad it sounds like i'm insulting fire emblem but i mean i i'm one of those people i can't play i can't play more than two games at once and and typically and typically i'm playing one game seriously and the other game is just my distraction from being serious on the other game but the so thing that's, is, like, Fire Emblem is you kind of know what time restraint you're in with it. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go into Fire Emblem and do, like, one battle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can pick it up, play for 15, 20 minutes, and then put it back down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Well, uh, what I've been playing with Power is uh, I finished Breath of the Wild for Nintendo Switch. I got my four Yoshi coins and I and at the end I'll explain the backlog challenge and stuff. You um, so finished Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I finished it today. So I know I don't even believe it. <laughs> I know I know it, it feels like it feels like my ears are about to start bleeding or something. I can't like you say, how did you spend four years? I'm like, it's only been out for three. I'm like, can y'all add 17 to 20 is three? Like it's not 2021. That's four years. We just okay. we just feel we just feel your pedigree of Nintendo. Like this game should have been like a wrap the first year it was out. Well, the I thing beat about it is, three times. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is that I brought it. Like I said, I brought it for Wii U. I got to the point where I got the master system, but then I ended up getting the Switch, and so I got Breath of the Wild for it because I had bought Breath of the Wild for Wii U and Switch, and so I was just like, once I get the system, I'll just redo everything on Switch. And so when I got it, I just started redoing everything on Switch because I wasn't playing my Wii U um, that much since I had the new system. Um, and then just when that happened, there was so many games coming out and plus we had we were um we weren't going out of business yet at toys but i was just still playing stuff for every other system i was jumping around a lot um and and that was the only reason so when i stopped playing breath of the wild it's because i was playing other nintendo games and other indies and stuff and finishing stuff on playstation 4 and xbox one like i was jumping around so it it my plan was to play all the way through but I just ended up jumping around. So I got back to it. I got committed and I finished the game. So I am happy. Um, no one can make no jokes about it. Uh, so that's one switch game down. <laughs> 18 more to go. <laughs> On top hey, of my multiple indies. Hey, it happens to the best of us. Like I still like I mean, I'm glad Logan Logan's probably gonna be listening to this later, but I'm but I haven't I have I still haven't gotten around to Horizon Zero Dawn. And I have a PlayStation Five now. Oh, that offends me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that's game the point. was a blast. And oh. to think about it, I had to finish Horizon Zero Dawn before I did Breath of the Wild. That's how quickly I had to. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I think Aloy is one of my favorite video game protagonists. She mm-hmm. is a badass. Honestly, like, such a don't. great character. I still don't understand why I have not gotten to it because because Horizon Zero Dawn is the closest thing to Monster Hunter without it being Monster Hunter in my opinion. Just the way the game looks and the way the game feels and the way the game plays. I mean, you're you're basically hunting down these giant mechanized monstrosities and stuff, you know, but it's basically mm-hmm. it basically feels like if you were to pick up a character in Monster Hunter and you're playing with the bow. Uh, the yeah. the controls are so tight in that game too. It, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is really—it's it's a masterpiece. I loved that game. 
Dan, I was mad at the first time they showed it. I was just like, I'm not buying this because it, I, I was upset with Horizon. But I was just like, I'm going to give this game a fair shot. And it became, in 2017, that in Breath of the Wild were my game of the years. It literally turned me around. Uh, because as much as I, I like that. they came out at the same time. That's right. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a couple, like three weeks apart and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was just like I didn't expect Guerrilla Games to do something different like this, make this beautiful world, and then have all this diversity in their side characters. And it was just like, wow. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been playing Cyberpunk on Xbox One, um, been playing Spider Man on PS4, but I'm about to take that out and put in Final Fantasy VII uh, remake because <laughs> I'm about to work on that. Um, and I'm going to be meeting everybody's challenge and stuff because um, I still have Yakuza like. Dragon for PS4, but I gotta install it and everything. I just installed Need for Speed Heat, um, or, or the the last Need for Speed game that came out, um, because I got that for Black Friday for like ten bucks, um, so that's all installed. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I played a little bit of Just Shapes and Beats. I haven't started the Bravely Default 2 demo yet. Um. I started a little bit of Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy. Um, I don't know what the heck that I'm doing. So I have to. <laughs> so I, I actually downloaded the Bravely Default 2 demo as well. Um, and I saw that you can't carry over your saves. Mm -hmm. um, so I had played the Bravely, Bravely Default the first time it came out. Yeah. And um, man, they really listened to the, to the uh, feedback and like the controls feel so nice and it feels really good so i played it for about 20 minutes and it's it's gonna be a day one purchase for me um, yeah yeah and yeah. that's all i needed yeah by the time you buy it dan i'll be buying it too like i'll be at the store um i got a demo called when the past was around they showed this at the last indie direct um i'm gonna wait till i get paid again and i'm gonna full out buy it i really love this game um at calico i picked up um that's uh bu um um whole wholesome games they from their direct and any direct um just a beautiful cat game i know celeste's been enjoying it um i picked up tanuki justice like this 2d arcade game really fun i've been getting my tail kicking smash brothers and i love playing with david and dan just having a ball um with it um but yeah that's pretty much what i've been playing with power and that's going to be the show everybody um thank you community to our listeners you have gotten us over two thousand listens Thank you very much for listening to Power Block in 2020. We couldn't do the show without you guys. I know there was a change in the host roles with Corey and me. Um, but like, thank you guys for being just open and loving and welcome to all the hosts um, and all the co-hosts, all our guests, having fun with us, enjoying Snack Tendo, uh, letting us know what you guys think of and everything, helping us root it on everybody else on different platforms, continue to be like positive in the gaming giving us recommendations we really thank you guys for that it really means a lot to us um let me get into the backlog challenge um so 2021 we're starting again our boss rush backlog challenge um 
the rules are that you can play any game from 2020 and lower on any platform. Um, the only thing is you can't play anything that was released in 2021 and get points. So no new games and stuff. So if it came in March and you just started playing in November, it doesn't count. Um, you uh, you can't play art. You can play arcade games, but it doesn't count for any of the points. Um, the way that the system go goes is is that if you complete a game 100%, got everything, you get five Yoshi coins. Um, if you do a first party game, it's four Yoshi coins. So that means that even if that first party published the game and didn't develop it, you still get those four coins. Um, third party are three coins. Uh, indie games are two coins and if if by the end of the year you get 50% of the game done and don't finish it, you still get half. Uh, you still get one coin. Um, if you're playing these games on easy, you got to drop everything by one coin. Uh, but if you still do the 50% one, you'll still stay at your one coin. You do still get something for it. It's to help you clear off your backlog um, and just completely have fun. You could do import games, PC, uh, VR. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, uh, mobile, wherever you play games at, um, you can. It's just that collections, uh, collections, if you are going to do it, that's not an arcade collection like the Phoenix Wright one. You have to beat all three games. You have to beat that whole collection. Uh, we do want you guys to show pictures to show that you did beat it. So you could do it at PowerBlock or at, um, at PowerBlock. Um, our Twitter page, or you could do it at Bosch Rush uh, Network Twitter page, or our Facebook page at Bosch Rush Games. Just show us a picture saying, hey, I beat this, and then add your coins up. Um, this is a free thing to help everybody get their backlog. Um, at the end of the year, when it hits December 31st, you go total up your games um, and show how many coins you got, and be proud that you achieved something. It's not a race. You have all year to beat these games and everything. So with that, everybody, uh, Lara, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Exodus803. That's E-X-O-D-U-S-803. Uh, also, you can also use it to find my Twitch channel where I host uh, Crossroads every Tuesday night, except for this week because we have the week off. And uh, also, that is also my gamer tag. So PSN, uh, Xbox, uh, uh, Steam, all the places, you know, that's where I'm at. Dan, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at DCDM99. Um, check out our articles on BossRushGames.com. And uh, join our Discord. It's, it's, it's fun. We're starting to get some conversations up and going on pretty much every day. So join us there. You can find it on, I believe, our main Twitter page at BossRushNetwork. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at that pressure code. You can check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, other podcast apps. Um, and yes, everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Happy holiday! Happy holidays! Merry Christmas! Happy Kwanzaa to those who celebrated Hanukkah. Hopefully, you had a great Hanukkah. We will see you guys in 2021, January 4th. We will be back. Um, and yeah, everybody, thank you once again. And as always, let's continue to be better and to one another and play video games. And that's it for this year's for Nintendo Pop Block. We will see you next time, everybody. Peace. Woo-hoo. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>